Are you okay? Yeah. Are you? No, I'm not. I. Who the fuck are these guys? I think. I think they're from the real estate agency. They killed your man. The real estate agency? What the fuck? We, we need to get out of here. Wait. The front door is stuck, and all the windows are bricked up. We can't get out of here. Shit. He's coming! What? Come on. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. So 226, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we go back to where fear and ghosts from our past still roam the halls, James. Today we go back to our home sweet home. <laughs> so <laughs> many ghosts. <laughs> Literal ghosts, in my opinion, in, in, in my, my in, house. Not just in your opinion, but in... Not just in my opinion, but in the real house. <laughs> but in fact... <laughs> At least I think there's real ghosts there. I think there's real ghosts in my parents' house too. We're just kind of You have a you have a really creepy story about the ghosts in your house. I do. I'm still freaked out by that story every time I go to your house and I can't not look at that picture that is in the hallway at your parents' house. Every time we go up there. Uh yeah. That that story freaks me freaks me out. I like I knew as soon as you said you have a really weird story about your. That's my, I don't know why that's my impression of you. You have a really weird story about your house. Uh, I got chills when you said that because yeah, I haven't thought about that creepy. story. It's a creepy ass story. You um, should tell that story, James. I've told it on the I've I've told it on the show before, but uh, I've got a few I have a few weird things that happened to my family like in in the early years because and I think it started at our original house and then I don't know if it followed us to um to our new house everything seems to happen mostly to my mom so i think maybe she's just one of those people who i like i personally be, believe that there are certain people who just kind of attract that sort of attention she like she's haunted they're it's ma- not the house that's yeah. haunted it's her <laughs> like they're magnets for that type of energy you know what i mean yeah. or she's a psychopath i i mean either one is completely possible but maybe, uh maybe, maybe that ass is just haunted oh dude that, that's it <laughs> <laughs> your, mom, your mom's got the haunted ass. <laughs> it is spooky. Um, so, uh, oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, my mom's a, a a very talented artist. Um, and she painted this really. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's a beautiful picture, right? Sure. Yeah. It's got this like, like it's got this sort of overlying, like just gloom about it, though, right? Uh-huh. It's a picture of a cabin, or you know, like sort of a ranch style cabin hi- house hybrid in in the middle of like a, a field, and then you get the sense that there's some woods around it and stuff like that. Sure. And it's got it's all in like dark grays and blues and then whites. It's like in the middle of the winter. And then in one window, there is like uh like a, a like a glowing fire. Um and it's really, like I said, it's just sort of a gloomy looking picture, but I, I personally love it. Someday I hope to own that picture. 
It's weird that there's fire just in one room, though. Like, is the cabin supposed I mean, to be on fire? No, it's it... not. I, I don't think that's strange. Like, if you lived out in a cabin like that, obviously you don't have electric uh, electricity, so you're you're keeping, and especially during the winter, you're keeping your house warm with a fire, right? Yeah, yeah. And typically, you only have a fire going in one room of your house, so it doesn't. It, it makes sense that only one of the windows is lit up with a fire, but my mom. This is her claim, and she, I mean, her I don't, her claim, and I don't, <laughs> I don't have any reason to believe that she would bullshit me about this, or the rest of our family. She's told everybody in the family, and I, like, you know, if, if you were lying, would you really tell everybody in the family? Because then we'd all look at each other and be like, ooh. <laughs> well, I bet she's maybe it's making time. everybody, uh, she's trying to make everybody believe by, by spreading it around. <laughs> maybe it's time to send Jude, Jude to the nut house for a little while. Uh, so she told us that, uh, one night she woke up. So we have a big fireplace in our house and during the winter, we often have big fires, right? Her and my dad had a big fire that night. This is while I was still at home. So I guess we all had a big fire that night and she woke up in the middle of the night to the sound of a roaring fire and she assumed that one of the logs had must have uh because my dad used to burn these fucking goliath logs in our fireplace and they would burn forever and ever you know and he would finally put them out and then every once in a while they would re-catch in the middle of the night which is horribly dangerous i understand but uh so my mom heard the crackling of a fire and she assumed that one of the logs had re-caught and so she walked out into the living room thinking, like, oh, I'll just go out and, you know, shift stuff around and make sure everything's out. And she says that when she walked out into the living room, that painting was hanging, like, that painting used to hang over the uh, over the fireplace. Oh, did she, it? Yeah. I always thought it was in the same place. No. It's moved. Oh, okay. It's moved to, I think right now it's in its fourth location in the house. Oh, geez. Okay. So um, she says that when she walked out, the fire was out in our, our fireplace and she looked at the painting and there was flames shooting out of the window in the painting. It's creepy. That's what she says. That's creepy. That's what she claims. I've I'm, seen, I'm, cho- I'm I, choosing to believe it because uh, I want to. I believe it 100% because I've seen some sh- shit in that house too. Uh, and I, I just can't not believe it because of the stuff that I've seen. And she's sure. got other weird stories about, like, the sound of, like, did I ever tell you the one about, uh, I won't get into it right now because I don't want, you know, I don't want this to turn into story hour, but did I ever tell <laughs> you the one about the, like, the rolling marbles? I think you have. That sounds vaguely familiar. Like, that's one of those things that's just so specific that you wouldn't make it up, you know? Yeah. No, I like, get you. The sound I get you. of the sound of rolling marbles underneath your bed on a hardwood floor. Like, that's a that's a bizarre thing to just sort of conjure up unless mm-hmm. like i said she's a complete psychopath so possible and if you're da- if, or if your mom's a complete psychopath then my my father is because he spins the stories about the lady that died in my parents room before they bought the house and that's another you know, thing he's, and he's like said like said shit to her and she went away and it's just it's fucking creepy and that's and another that radio thing, like, story i've told about my house that's another thing is bob is not gonna bob make, doesn't make shit up he doesn't make stuff up so no. I, no. there's no reason to not believe that story so you and I, and I, I think that's probably you know why we have, why we have a a strong friendship is because we come from the same background, which is just 
haunted. Crazy parents. <laughs> which is uh, hereditary insanity. That being said, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you haven't guessed it, uh, one of the... And that was Bob. What? At least one of the movies tonight is about a good old-fashioned haunted house. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it because I love this movie. And the other movie is another movie about a apartment complex, still I think. A, still a still home. Still kind of a house, right? Still well, kind it's of a home. home. That's yeah, a home. Anything, anything is a, like a, a a home doesn't have to be a house. Just has to be yep. a just has to be a place filled with love where you mm-hmm. live. You know. Yep. And what do these two movies have in common? Fucking nothing except for the title. <laughs> They're both called Sweet Home. Sweet so. Home. But uh, we'll get into the movies later, James. Uh, how has the last week treated that delicate body of yours? Mm, so 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 good. <laughs> It's not delicate anymore, but I'm fucking. I am cultivating. So you're getting swole. You're getting I'm your culti- swole on this week. I'm cultivating aren't you? mass right now, so it's uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty big week for me. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Why is that a? What? First of all, don't say that phrase. I fucking hate when people say it's a weird flex. But okay, <laughs> shut the fuck up. That is. That's one of the worst. That's one of the worst things that people have said since on fleek. Which I still don't know what it means, um, so I, I will kill you later for that. Not that, but right. uh, That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm gonna not, keep saying it. So no, not much, not much. Just uh, just chilling. Valentine's Day, got some food. Is that why you were cultivating mass? You ate too much on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that is that what you meant by that? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said it was a weird flex because like you're just getting fat. Like, who, who brags about that? <laughs> Uh, this goes back to you said last week. You don't watch It's Always Sunny. You need to watch that show. Yeah, because no, then you lots would, of shows. Because then you watch. would understand the reference of cultivating mass. I finally, I finally am almost finished with Himium. So that's at least one thing that I'm, I'm checking off the list. So be proud of me on that. Do yourself took a break for. I took a break for a bit, but do yourself a favor. Watch right up until uh, the last episode, and then stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> and have it drive me crazy uh, how, the rest of my life. How I Met Your Mother is one of those shows which it's not for everybody. My wife hates it. Um, it's one of those shows where uh, where they just fucking blew it on the last episode. Oh really? Absolutely blew it. See now I have it's, to watch it's it. It's the it's the Dexter of sitcoms. Ooh, really? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Ooh, rough, some people rough. like it. Some people like it. I'm just I'm not on board with it. I think it was. A I have a th- I have a theory. I have a theory about wanna, the ending. I don't. I don't think that it's correct, though. Do you want to tell me what it is? Yeah, my my theory is that uh, this I'm is going to cover my face for, so I, I don't give anything away. <laughs> it's going to be very boring for anybody that uh, doesn't watch him yet. Everybody but, uh, watches it. Don't worry. My my theory is that Robin is the mother. Only the kids only know her as Aunt Robin, and the whole reason that he's telling the story is to explain to them how Aunt Robin is really their mom. Mm, okay. That's that's my theory. I don't know how that works, but that's my theory. I don't think it's right though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by how you're laughing at me and looking at me like I'm a crazy person, I don't think that I'm correct. Uh, you couldn't but, even um, see my face. You don't know what I was saying. What I was thinking. But, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what about you, bud? Oh, not a whole lot. I started playing a video game, which was rare for me. I posted a picture of it on our Instagram. I um in one of my old VHS halls that I got uh, like earlier last year. Yeah. Uh, I picked I picked out of one of these boxes that I got 
this old trilogy of Blair Witch CD-ROM games mm. that I never knew existed ever, right? Yeah. And uh, I finally got a disk drive for my computer because, you know, new computers, new new laptops don't have fucking disk drives. Fucking unexplainable. I, it's just stupid. <laughs> I don't um, get it. It, like because like everything, disc, wanna, disc, everything's digital now. That's I know, why. but discs are still they're not a they're not a dead format yet. I know. I know they're on their way out, but like they're not dead yet. So I give, agree. Give us a fucking. But um, anyway, though, so I finally got a disc drive. So I popped one of those bitches in, and uh, I've been playing it. It's actually kind of cool. It's it's like a cross between um an old Resident Evil, like the old Resident Evil game, where like you had to like hold the directional buttons and then forward to uh-huh. kind of walk, you know? Yeah. I fucking hate that style of gameplay. Yeah. So I switched it to point and click. Oh. So now it almost feels like Resident Evil mixed with Mist is kind of how it feels. And I it's never, all, and You and always it's told a, me it's to a, play the Mist games. I've oh, never Mist played them. Mist great. It's, it's all about, it's not action. Like, you can shoot some, you know, some... Uh, just exploration creatures right? in Blair Witch. Like, the story is fucking crazy. You're like oh. a CIA, like like dark government operative that is exploring Burkittsville, and it makes no fucking sense. Why would it's you a go? Terrible and, story. and this came out with the movie. No, this came out years afterwards. But I, I well, when, but when it, did? Well, no, when did Blair Witch come out? 1999. 99, I believe. This came yeah. out in 2001. So yeah, it was right afterwards. I mean, why would you go with the? Why would you go with that storyline? I have though? no idea. No CIA, idea. CIA. It's so it's, stupid. It, yeah, no, it's it's really dumb, but uh, it's fun though. It's like you're exploring the town, so it's not all action oriented. It's actually like kind of put your thinking cap on, solve problems and stuff. It's kind of cool. I saw that you posted the first chapter is uh, called Rust and Par. I yep. like the uh, the folklore, you know, the made up folklore behind. Um, Blair Witch. Blair Witch, I thought was so well crafted, and uh, like those fake documentaries they put out about the Burkittsville Seven and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they're great! I thought that was so cool. I wish more, I wish more movies would do that kind of stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Like well, they, they did, they, they really they did, did that a lot to keep of keep up the illusion that it was real. And it was it was fucking incredible. And they did mm-hmm. a lot of world building. They did it was it was so cool. Like and the whole folklore behind the Blair Witch, Rustin Parr, the Burkittsville Seven. It's all so cool. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to actually play more of it and uh, and deep dive into it. I've also been listening to. I got in the mail the other day. Posted a picture about this too because <clears throat> I can't keep things secret. Uh, I got the new John Carpenter Lost Themes three. Oh yeah, in that How has is it? not has not left the player since I've gotten it. It's so fucking good. Nice. That is the perfect. I only, I only bring it up because that is the perfect instrumental backdrop to playing the Blair Witch game. <laughs> It's like a fucking match made in heaven. It's so good. <laughs> is there no score in the game? Or are you just um, There it? is a little bit, but I just turned the music down and listened to that one. So it's it's pretty awesome. See, I would. I don't know if I'd be able to do that on my first run through a game. I need to Why? hear... Because I, I, like, my first run through a game, I want to hear the sounds of the game. You know what I mean? Well, the sound effects are still up. It's just the music that I turned down. But I, so even, I'm still so I'm still hearing the game. Even the music though, because I kind of I, I want to feel the sort of mood that they're trying to set. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. I just don't care. <laughs> this game is this game is 20 years old at this point. You son of a bitch. But uh, anyway, though, yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty pretty decent week. I think we'd be remiss if we uh, didn't give a big. Uh, Big well wishes to anybody uh, suffering down in Texas right now. Oh God! What a, what a fucking crazy, crazy. Uh, I've got uh, start of the year they're having down there. I have quite a few. I I don't know what it is about leather work in Texas, but I I have quite a few friends uh, in the lots leather. Lots of steer. <laughs> lots of steer. I guess. <laughs> I a lot of like a, quite a few friends in the um 
in the uh, leatherworking and a couple wood carvers uh, down in Texas right now. And luckily, they're all in uh, pretty decent situations. A couple of them lost power for a few days, and you know, mm-hmm. or like in rough situations, they they still have boil boil water orders. Uh, we've been there before, sure. um, but man, st- like some of the videos coming out of Texas right now. They're, Crazy. they're scary. They're straight Crazy, up scary. Man. Well, there's a, there was a, a news report of a guy, an elderly guy that they found literally froze to death sitting in his recliner. Did you read about that? No, like, I didn't. No. Like they found him dead just chilling in his recliner. Mm-hmm. He just froze to death. That's crazy. Uh, we had a, we had a uh, mutual friend of ours who was posting pictures of him and his dog drinking in his car because he had nowhere else to go. Oh, Jimmy. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. He was just sitting in his car going. blasting the heat because they were, he was on Jimmy full blast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and and there's no like aaron's got a cousin there right now (laughs) so so my cousin too him and his girlfriend i don't know why they decided to travel to texas right before the storm but they traveled to texas right before the storm and then they got stuck there and now they're and now they're basically on like a day-to-day basis because they flew in they don't have a car Uh and the hotels are all being like like they can only give them an answer like I don't know if so. They don't know if they're gonna have a room from day to day to stay Jesus in. Jesus Christ! You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. It's it's pretty messed up. And Texas like has never had this cold temperatures before. Oh right? no, dude! Like, this is the first time. Well, in... no, that's why you see all these videos of of uh, like just flooding every like com- mm-hmm. like like uh, that video that I sent you. I think it was from Old Row, where where it was so just all the, like the pipes are just bursting, just waves of water just flooding out of apartment buildings from the upper levels and stuff like that because mm-hmm. all those pipe none of those pipes were insulated. So on the bright side, though, on the bright side, this natural disaster does prove um, it answers a question that people have long debated for at least the last ten to fifteen years. What's that? Clearly, global warming is not real. And climate change. <laughs> Clearly, it's not real. Well, I was going to say, gl- this isn't global warming. Climate change, yes. Climate, well, cli- that's what I meant, climate change, yeah. <laughs> not, not global warming, though. Well, that, technically that it is. Fucking, like, isn't... That fucking Al Gore, it turns out he was right. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, anyway, though, uh, that's been our, our week. Hopefully, your guys' week was a little bit more exciting than ours. Yeah, and like you said, man... Uh, Sending good vibes to the people in Texas. Hope, Absolutely, man. I hope they. It, they're talking about it's going to be like a. It's going to be like recur, like recovering from a hurricane. Oh, you know? oh yeah. I mean, maybe not as bad the complete devastation of a bad hurricane, but yes, it is. In, it's very in similar. different ways, though. I mean, there's yeah. still a ton of destruction. So, oh, yep. gosh, just sucks, like, I mean, all, all I'm saying is that cars aren't being lifted oh, off the yeah. ground because of tidal waves and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's mass you know yeah. destruction so it's yeah, it's it's all crazy but, but uh, uh anyway yeah. uh anyways <laughs> there's no good segue to get into corrections so <laughs> we'll speaking, just uh speaking of speaking of pipes bursting in texas we burst a couple of pipes last week <sighs> somehow you always pull it out man nailed it <laughs> <laughs> let's get into some corrections all right stupid you're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, in a shock twist of uh, reverse roles here, I actually did not listen to the episode last week. Uh, but you did. But you did. Well, so what do you of. got for us? All right. Um, well, this is not necessarily a correction. It's just sort of a, an expansion for, uh, to onto one of the things we were talking about last week. 
So Jack Lalane is the name of the guy that I was trying to think of, the guy who kind of brought uh, fitness and bodybuilding to the forefront in America. Oh, okay. You know, you remember when we were talking about him? Mm-hmm. So yep. his name is Jack Lalane. Uh, he did indeed outlive all of the, you know, the fat bastards who were <laughs> telling him that he was a sissy for working out. Because uh, he lived, Because he, he died in 2011 at the age of 96. The hell of a um, life. <clears throat> I was reading... I was reading his bio uh, on Wikipedia, and just some of the stuff. Some of the stuff is great because, uh, so I mean, he was he was even before you know like Jane Fonda, Richard Simmons, like all these like really famous people who brought fitness into the home. Like he Absolutely. was he was way before that. Um, he had a he had the Jack Lalane show that went from 1951 to 1985. Okay. Um, and doctors used to. So he would he would encourage people to eat eat right, uh, stop eating so much red meat, stop eating so much processed food, stop eating so much sugar, right? I will not. And he would and he would tell them to <laughs> he would tell them to work out and do weight training, and you would live up an amazing life. And doctors started advising their patients against. They said, "Don't listen to that nut job because you will become a, a, a tight muscle bound." dummy Mm -hmm. you won't be able to move you won't be able to have sex it'll kill you at a young age (laughs) and it just makes it makes me laugh because i think back to like old movies where you see doctors literally smoking cigarettes in the office while oh yeah while they're looking at a pregnant woman you know oh yeah oh yeah it's it's just like it's it's just funny to think about like these assholes sitting there going like yeah don't listen to that guy he's gonna (laughs) die young (laughs) <laughs> sucking down a Marlboro, fucking idiots. Um, Get yourself a cancer stick, you live forever. Yeah, you suck one of these down <laughs> twice a day, and you'll fucking live forever. <laughs> um, and and you said something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually exclaimed at one point in time that Jack Lalanne is an animal. Jack Lalanne is an animal because at the age of fifty four. Lelaine beat 21-year-old Schwarzenegger in an informal contest. Dang. Jack, so, beats me. So Jack Lelaine was, you know. I'll have my revenge. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, he's an absolute dynamo. <laughs> I can't do fuck. I can't do Schwarzenegger. I'm not I can't do it. him either. <laughs> no. One of, uh, one of my girlfriend's favorite things in the world now is just to make fun of me whenever I try to do an impression because I sound so bad at literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like true. her favorite pastime now. Because <laughs> you, there's a there's a couple that I can do, sort of, pat like I would I would give myself maybe a passing grade. Mm-hmm. Yours are mostly shit. Oh yeah, no, they're terrible, but they're fun to do. So <laughs> I'll do them anyway. No, they're fun to listen to <laughs> as well because I like. Like, my walk-in sounds really good in my head, but I feel like everybody sounds good in their head, and apparently, it's just fucking <laughs> awful. Like, it's the worst. Everybody, Everybody's... <laughs> well, well, I, well, hold on. There's one that I, I think that you can't, you can't fuck up, and that's... Wow. Wow. Everybody, oh, no. Never mind. You can't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really interesting. Wow. 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 Uh, <laughs> Claire's, Claire's mom made me grab her hooters. Um, yeah, see, you're good at it. No, you're, that's you got, not, that's not good. That, you got the soft-spoken part of it down, though. Um, I don't. Hold on. Do your do a Nick Cage real quick. Do the who, oh, what, where. I don't where. have a Nick Cage. Just do the who, what, where. Who, what, 
where <laughs> it's like it's Keanu more than it is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you really are terrible. At oh yeah, I'm awful. The worst. But that's the thing. I'd rather be fr- like I would much rather spend my time with people who are terrible at impressions and do them all the time. Like, can you like dudes like Frank Caliendo? It's awesome that it's. I actually love impressionists. Like I, I mm-hmm. not impressionists, impersonated. What do you call them? I don't know what you call them. An impressionist, People do yeah. impressionists. Voice actor. Well, I wouldn't call them impressionists because I th- that makes me think of artists. Oh, like an like impressionist artist. Impressionist. Um, yeah, I, I just call them voice actors. Just people that can sure. do impressions. People who can do impressions really well. That would be really awesome for a little while. But I feel like after a after a little bit, you're like, okay, I get it. Well, you're really, brother, you're really, you're really good at that. But the, but people who are shitty at it, it's always entertaining. Yeah, well, Vito's Vito's brother is a. I'm not gonna. I don't want to use the word famous, but he's a very well known, well known, yeah, uh, voice impressionist. I mean, he's um, good too. He's very good. Yeah, like he's on all the morning shows and here in LA and around the around the entire country. He's on a lot of commercials. Like it's it's possible that a lot of people listening to this have probably heard his voice. Oh yeah, but. But, but just that's, never that's knew. the thing, like to be friends with him, who's he's really good at it. I'd be like, yeah. all right, man, okay, that's cool. After a while, it loses <laughs> you can novelty. Shut up now. But if somebody's, <laughs> but if somebody's really shitty at something, but they do it all the time, it's always entertaining. True. Um. True. Yeah. My only other uh, correction, again, it's not that big of a correction, but we were talking about the kid with the with the uh, denim vest with all the different, you know, he's mixing his butt rock and his, oh yeah yeah and his uh, um punk rock, rock and, and punk his, rock yeah, and yeah and his metal and stuff like that yep. i just wanted to bring this up because carney texted me about this a while ago and i thought it was really funny and i never told you so he works uh with some younger dudes right who kind of grew up in the so like where we we were born in the 80s but like our bread and butter was the 90s right sure these kids were born in the late 90s early 2000s and their bread and butter is like the mid 2000s Ooh, what what a, <laughs> what a bad piece of bread to butter <laughs> and so and so he told me that so they will listen to uh like butt rock all day long and these kids listen to butt rock like early 2000s butt rock with the same reverence that we listen to 90s grunge weird so Do like, they not know that it's terrible i i think i i don't know because that's the thing is like we listen to grunge and grunge is awesome that's why we sure. listen to grunge grunge is yeah. awesome but they listen to early two. Th- so i don't know if they're self-aware if they know that it's terrible but they're just doing it because it's part of their childhood or if they this actually think the it's like of, really super dope this is also the same group of kids though that ate tide pods so oh. I don't I don't know that I really trust their uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> trust their sensibilities. Yeah, good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for At least we just idolize people that killed themselves. <laughs> it's pretty much what I, there's there's not too many of the great grunge singers left and most of them committed suicide. <laughs> oh, so sad. Jeez. All right. But um well, now, anyway, now that, now that you bombed that everybody yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some kill- people killing each other, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, um, but before so, we do, what are we, yeah. uh, what are we drinking this week? Yeah, so this week, uh, to go with our our sweet home duology, which is, you know, mm-hmm. like we said, both of these movies have nothing to do with each other except for the nothing. fact that they're both called Sweet Home. 
I will say this though, uh, the beer <clears throat> is is connected to only one of the yeah, movies. Yeah, the beer the beer is specific to one of the movies. This is Second Shift Brewing Silhouette Imperial Stout. Um, it's been a while since we have an Imperial. No, no, there is a bit of confusion here because the can says it's a seven percenter. Yep. But the website says it's a nine point four percenter. Yep. So we decided that we're gonna drink it like it's a seven and. <laughs> And and see what happens. Yep. <laughs> and and I gotta tell you, I I have had, I haven't been drinking lately. Like I said on the show last week, um, I haven't. So really, you're gonna be all fucked up. Well, I yeah, I don't really drink anymore because to, to me, drinking is a social thing. Sure. And I don't socialize with anybody anymore. I got lots of friends in my head though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm my only friend in my house, and I or in my in my head, and I suck. So you can't drink with your kids? No, not anymore. <laughs> They're both lame. <laughs> like <laughs> like like one bad hangover, and neither one of them can hang out anymore. Um. So I had one M40. Daddy, why does my head hurt? <laughs> Shut up! I'm sleeping. It's, it's, it's not because you were drunk. It's because you fell down the stairs while you were drunk. <laughs> you <had> dunce. <laughs> Just stay away from stairs, and you'll be fine. Uh, so I had one M43, before, uh, just kind of like in the beginning of the show here, and I'm, I'm already, you know, already feeling it. I'm already feeling it. So this is this might not go very well if this is in fact a nine point four percenter. Um, this is a rich and robust Russian style imperial stout, dry roasted coffee and chocolate notes. So it smells like chocolate too. Does it? I like chocolate. Yeah, it's got it's got a real chocolatey, not even coffee. It's it's a it smells like chocolate through and through. That's another thing I meant. But um, I've been... if you're wondering how this how this goes Holy with one of the fuck, movies, uh, Silhouette is the name of the beer, and uh, in Sweet Home from 1989, the earlier of the two Sweet Homes, mm-hmm. uh, this is the more haunted house version of the movie. Yes. Uh, one of the ways that the ghosts are, one of the ways the house is haunted is that the actual shadows on the walls. Yeah. Are, they come alive, right? And when they touch you, they like make you spontaneously combust, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty um, sweet. So yeah, so basically, what what is a silhouette? It's kind of like a shadow, right? Shadow, it's sort a, of ish. Well, it's, no, it's literally a shadow. That's what a silhouette. Well, is. Well, not if you're backlit. Then you're the silhouette, technically. It's like a shadow on you, almost. Technically speaking, that's true. But it it's close enough. This is a hard one to pair up this but week. But that's so. not how. But that's not tip, like tip. Have you ever had one of your? Have you ever had your silhouette traced? I have actually. Yes. Usually they're that usually your front lit and your shadow is being cast onto the onto the wall, hmm. and then that that's tracing true. is the silhouette. So that's true. That's true. So anyway, uh, James, this smells lovely. It's the chocolate, though, right? Yeah, Heavy uh, yeah. chocolate. Um, yeah, I have, just from the smell, I have a scent. You know how sometimes I say that, uh, some of these stouts taste like, uh, taste the way, a, like, a charcoal briquette yes. smells yes. when yes. it's yes. burning? I have a feeling this is going to taste like that. It could be. Right here. Right, cheers, cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Ching. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is definitely a nine percenter. Yeah. It 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 drinks like a nine percenter. It's it's so, not that it's uh it's, it's not so that there's like thick. a strong <laughs> there's not like a strong alcohol taste to it or anything like that, but it does have that body of like a really, really heavy beer. 
you know, it's like the, the body is just thick and yeah. Yeah. it has, there's a profile to it that is very much a nine percenter. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's like that heavy sort of molasses. Like, yep. yep. Just, just so have of, fun with that tonight, sir. Just, just sort of. Just sort of pouring out your mouth. We we both might be a mess. You are a mess because you haven't been drinking, and I'm a mess because I just got done working like a 17-hour shift, and I'm exhausted. So this is going to go terribly for both of us. <laughs> well, I worked out right before the show, right before oh, the show too. So, and I didn't eat much today. So this should go swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. All right, James. Yes. Uh, weird, uh, weird news week this week. No, there's been no real huge breaking stories, but there's like lots of like announcement news. Okay. That's that's where we're going there, and there's no deaths this week. Oh, I mean, Rush Limbaugh died, but fuck that guy. So <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna go you know. that. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna <laughs> celebrate a human being dying, but uh, uh, eh. <laughs> it's just it's a little low rent, Michael. <laughs> that's fine. I've never been uh, I've never been accused of being you know exactly highbrow, so that's fine. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, first bit of news here. Uh, do you like Silence of the Lambs, James? Big fan? Uh, big fan of Silence of the Lambs? I yeah. am indeed, yes. Big fan of getting the hose? Uh, big, fan of, <laughs> big fan of putting in, lotion? In more than one way. In the basket? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, well, if you ever wanted to stay the night at Buffalo Bill's house, you can do that now. Oh. <laughs> so somebody bought the Silence of the Lambs house, sounds, Buffalo Bill's house. Sounds quaint. <laughs> they spent uh, they spent a while, I guess, redoing it to look exactly like it did in the movie. Oh my god! And you can now rent it out basically as like a bed and breakfast type place. I don't think there's breakfast, but and there might not even be a bed. It might just be a hole that you sleep in. I'm not I'm not really sure how how this is. Oh, this sounds but like awesome. they, they, they can do special events, guided tours, weddings, all that kind of stuff there. Um, or you can stay the night there. Weddings. If you're hey. I'm all I'm all about the horror community and I'm all about getting a little weird on your wedding day, honestly. Like you, some I, people do horror based weddings. If you're getting but, if you're if you're getting married at Buffalo Bill's house, yeah. you're destined to succeed as a couple. I, I don't disagree with you. Now here's the question though. If you're getting married at Buffalo Bill's house, you stand yes, do you, you do, do you stand, stand in, yes. I'll say yes. do you sans tux and just stand with a tuck tuck by oh. <laughs> you you don't go with a tux, you go with a tuck. <laughs> T- yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. And then like to walk down the aisle, you just have to keep your legs together. And it really sucks though. Once you pass by and you look back, it's just, oh, God. <laughs> it's it's just like- the fucking goatsy looking at you. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think, I think the priest would or whoever's marrying you because I don't, think a, pr- I, don't I don't think, think a, priest be a priest would be involved there. with this. Um, I think that uh, I think that whoever's marrying you. You know, whoever is uh, officiating the wedding mm-hmm. does the tuck and stands at the top of the oh. hole, and then you and the bride stand down in the in the hole, mm-hmm. and then he delivers. You know, I'm into it. You do the vows, and, and then the bride and the groom it, stay in the puts, hole for the it entire. Puts, uh... <laughs> it puts the ring on the finger, <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. 
<laughs> to, con- to consummate them after they're after they're done, everyone's just squirting lotion into the hole, <laughs> covering them. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! That is... I know I'm getting married now. <laughs> that is sexual. Wow. Uh, anyway, though, if you want to uh, learn more about that, you can go to buffalobillshouse.com. <laughs> Apparently, they're going to be booking pretty soon, so that's just that's just fun, James. Can we um, have, can we have a little can we have a little getaway, just you and me? <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Where we go to Buffalo Bill's house? Absolutely. I'm if, surprised you haven't asked yet. <laughs> if you're not allowed to go in the basement and walk around with night vision goggles on, I'm out, though. Oh, that's true. You just bring your own night vision goggles. If you're staying the night there, you do whatever fair. you want. That's fair. That's there a fair go. point. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, fans of Paranormal Activity series, uh, guess what? Got a new movie coming your way. We oh. heard uh, rumors about this. Uh, they announced this uh, this week, though, that uh, Christopher Landon is uh, on board to write the next installment for Blumhouse. Uh, he's the guy that wrote Happy Death Day and Freaky, mm-hmm. which uh, Happy Death Day, amazing, which mm. uh, <laughs> we have a little something to say about that later <laughs> on in the show. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he's writing it, and it's going to be uh, directed by a guy named William Eubank, who directed last year's Underwater. I believe that was the movie with, um, what's her fucking it? Uh, she had the shaved head. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. So um, so I'm excited about that. I've heard nothing but good things about Underwater, and the Death Day movies are super fun. Yeah. So, hey, cool. I'm into it. Right on. They, they claim that it's an unexpected retooling of the franchise. You're an unexpected Whatever that means. retooling of the franchise. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and it will continue the found footage, uh, you know, way that it's been going. So that's well, kind of fun. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Let's see cool. here. Um, oh, apparently Christopher Landon, I'm reading here, also wrote the second, third, and fourth installments. Uh, of uh, Paranormal Activity? And he wrote and directed Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. So he's huh. been with the franchise for a long time. So, so that's he cool. is deeply invested. Deeply invested. So um, deep. Next, next announcement here. We talked about how Neil Bloomkamp was working on a secret horror project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced this week. Uh, we have a title for it. Okay, that's fun. It's called Demonic. Oh, right. Yeah. Wasn't that the name? Wasn't that the name of the video game from Grandma's Boy? Wasn't he? Wasn't his video game called Demonic? Oh gosh, dude, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Is this a movie based on that video game? <laughs> what <laughs> a pull! Cool. What a pull! If it was, <laughs> didn't we watch? Um, I think we watched a movie for this show called demonic i mean not that not that you can't name a movie you know something that another movie has already named james what are we literally doing for the show this week uh two movies (laughs) exactly with the exact same (laughs) name yeah um anyway though whatever demonic ends up being there's no details about it but there is a title so if we reference it in the future now you're gonna get that this one you'll be excited about james Mm -hmm. this one you're gonna be excited about uh this is news on the new ty west movie we are big fans of Ty West over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ty West has cast Brittany Sto- Snow in his latest. Uh, See, that I would, is called I would have been X. more excited if it was Brittany Stone. Uh, Brittany Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany Snow is going to be starring in his new movie called X. Uh, and here is what this movie is about. And I know that you're a big fan of Brittany Snow. Um, it's, uh, it says that it's about the making, it's a horror film, about the making of an adult film. Oh, <laughs> okay, you've piqued my interest. The the light bulb above your head just clicked on all of a sudden. <laughs> so that's fun. Like I said, there's not a whole lot of uh, information about these. It's just little details that were announced this week. Sure, Tons of them. Right. So I'm just gonna keep flowing through these here. Just um, roll, bud. 
Ari Aster has a new movie coming out called Disappointment Boulevard that uh, he's just actually not coming out, but he's just starting to work on. Uh, and they have cast uh, their star for that. Uh, Ari Aster is going to be working with Joaquin Phoenix in this new one. <laughs> you said Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix and, and Ari Aster. Ari Aster that's, that's an interesting pairing. That's a hell of a combination. Yeah. Um, it's being described as a nightmare comedy. Oh, whatever that means. Okay. So um, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely into it. Um, but hey, that's that's that. Let's see what else here. J.J. Uh, Abrams is producing a dark reboot uh, of Constantine for HBO Max. Now we had heard rumors that the whole Constantine, you know, possible continuation of either the movie or whatever has been sort of talked about a little bit mm-hmm. in some circles, uh, and this is apparently is what it's been culminating on. Um, yeah, J.J. Abrams' uh, company, Bad Robot, is going to be handling it all, um, and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I hope that Keanu comes back, and it's a continuation of that story, just in uh, you know series form. Yeah, would be pretty cool. cool. Um, I'm into it. Um, the big, the big one from this week though, was that uh, Tim Burton is finally making his debut on the small screen in terms of a series. And that is with Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family. Yeah. So uh, he is coming. It's going to no, be on Netflix. Be, this is, so this is going to be live action, right? Live action on Netflix. I believe it's a, an eight episode series that is going to be all directed by Tim Burton. Interesting. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Um, I'm just <clears throat> fucking pumped for this because Burton and the Adams Family are a match made in heaven. Yeah. So. Nothing about this is bad, and it's only going to be better when they finally announce that Christina Ricci is playing Wednesday, <laughs> because she needs to, and because she's fucking gorgeous. Is there so, anybody else you know. that you can think of to play Wednesday? Oh God. Um, I mean, Christina. No, Ricci was I mean perfect, maybe but she was also what, like twelve or thirteen when they. So she oh was, yeah, she so was she perfect was, then. Though. So she was the right age. But if this um, is going to be like a grown-up version of Wednesday, oh, is it? Oh, is it really? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh. Um, they're not. It doesn't. There's really no. And then, then, then it says a spooky coming of age. So I guess that would be. Younger. Yes, it's going to be a young, a young girl again. So. But they could cast Christina Ricci to play Morticia. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. They could. She, she'd be of the right age at this point. She'd be of the right age. I don't know if she's got the right look though. Sure. Do you ever you ever saw that mock-up of Christina Ricci as Morticia? It's mm. great. She's too short. Morticia's like Morticia's like tall and stilts. Well, I suppose you could do that. <laughs> Just super long legs. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think she's right for Morticia. I don't know. Um, I I just hope that she's involved in it in some way, just because she is iconic with that character. That's sure. all. Um, let's see here. Uh, what was? <clears throat> oh yeah, another 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 bit of announcement news here. Uh, Edgar Wright apparently, is going to be directing a re-adaptation of a Richard Bachman novel. Now, you know who Richard Bachman is, don't you? Sure. Dick Bachman? Dick Bachman. Yeah. Dick Bach. <laughs> I'm bringing Dickie Bach. <laughs> Richard Bachman uh, famously is the pen name of Stephen King when he didn't want to write under Stephen Or a pseudonym? Pseudonym, is that they call it? Pseudonym. Soon, not, not uh, soon no, no, uh, nom de plume. Nom de plume, there you go. Nom, uh, anyway, the, nom de plume. The, the Running Man. I actually did not know until just a couple of years ago that The Running Man was technically a Stephen King story. I had no idea uh, that that was 
never even heard, didn't even know who Bachman was. You know who Dick all, Bachman was? This is all new information to me. Come on, pal. Uh, a couple years ago. But anyway, though, uh, yeah, so Edgar Wright is doing a new running man for Paramount. That's just exciting on a ton of different levels, mm-hmm. uh, mostly because I love everything about it. Um, yeah. Hopefully Arnold Schwarzenegger is back playing the exact same character. <laughs> That's all I can hope. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, uh, ba, 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 ba. Sorry, I'm doing uh, news here a little bit on the fly this week. Um, oh, yeah, nobody could tell. Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes you run out of time before you start recording at 11.30 at night, <laughs> and you just got to start the news. Oh, uh, Shudder, um, season two of Creep Show has not even been released yet. However, Shudder has already greenlit a season three, which is exciting. Um, the first season was a mixed bag. I kind of feel like the second season's probably going to be a lot of the same. You know, probably better some better episodes than others. Yeah. But by and large, I super enjoyed it. So they're, they're animated... Uh, like special episodes they've done have not been my favorite yeah. in fairness. So I'm hoping that once it gets back to live action, there'll be, you know, at least a 50, 50 split. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. If you ever watch the old like tales in the crypt, they're not all good either. <laughs> <laughs> they're, you got to sit through a lot of stinkers to get to the real good ones. Um, so that's fine by me though. They're short enough to where I don't give a shit, but um, yeah, Ethan Embry is going to be in one of these episodes coming up. Very excited about that. I like Ethan Embry. I like, I like looking at him. Um, oh. <laughs> um, so this is exciting. Unsolved Mysteries, one of my favorite TV shows ever, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, just recently got the uh, reboot treatment on Netflix, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Even covered a local uh, local hometown mystery, which is cool for us. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you've, if you've wanted more Unsolved Mysteries in your life, you got it. Because they just launched the Unsolved Mysteries podcast, which is a weekly podcast. And uh, every Wednesday, you're going to get a new story and a new mystery that they can talk about in podcast form. And uh, yeah, and, listen to it. And Robert Stack makes his triumphant return. <laughs> you know what they could? Get, get a, voice, uh, a voice impersonator? No. They could totally do it. No. You don't have to see his face. It's fine. No. Um, but this is going to be on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's going to be on. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it because uh, I'm going to be that. That'll be a weekly listen for me, I think. Oh, at yeah. work, just yeah. listening to mysteries and all that. Um, as other as mysteries, they, as long as they keep it under two hours and seventeen minutes, like most of our <laughs> episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they probably will because we because we suck at that. Well, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, James, what's new on Blue? Oh, geez. It's my turn? (laughs) Finally, it's your turn. (laughs) All right, we're going to kick it off with a uh, surprise double release from Scream Factory here. Uh, It is in stock now, but probably not for long because uh, each of these releases is limited to 1,000 copies. So, you know, get on it. Um, So for these releases, Scream Factory reached out uh, into the Roger Corman vault pulled out 1988's Twice Dead and a double feature of uh, Blu-ray of 1989's The Terror Within and 1991's The Terror Within Dose. Dose. Other than a 2K scan of what they say uh, is the best available film elements of Twice Dead and a new 2K scan of the first film's interpositive for the other two films... uh, both these and this release, these releases are like super light on special features. So yeah, these aren't collector's editions or anything like that. <clears throat> these are just like 
it's an old movie. They gave it the best treatment they could, but they're not going to put a ton of resources into these ones, probably. Cover art's sweet, though. Yeah, they are. Cover they're art really looks cool. really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. So one of our favorite movies from uh, this year, which we did a couple weeks ago on the show, uh, Stephen Kostansky's Psycho Gorman. Never heard of it. Uh, never heard of it either. And <laughs> we we actually just started this show this week, so I have no <laughs> idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, we both highly recommend it. It was a lot of fun. It's an absolute delight. If you're looking to pick it up on Blu-ray, it's a mood uh, piece. It's a, it's, it's definitely it's definitely a mood piece, and that mood is uh, 1992, sitting in my parents' living room drinking Surge. Eating chocolate chip cookies from Taco Bell because yes, Taco Bell Ooh. used to have chocolate chip cookies and they were the fucking best. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Power it's Rangers. A, it's a Mexican can. chocolate, man. <laughs> uh, so if you're looking to pick it up on Blu-ray here in the states, you can do that on March 16th uh, with over two hours of bonus features such as director commentary, interviews with the cast, a look inside the creature shop, and much, much more. I'd say it's definitely worth the price, right? I already um, uh, pre uh, pre uh, pre ordered pre episode. That's, already... not, that's not a word. I pre ordered it already uh, through a Canadian distrib- uh, distributor. Oh, you're going uh, because the they back. have you're the, going through the back channels. They have the um, the hunky boys version or something. I think that's oh, what it's hunky boy, not the my hunky, hunky boys. The hunky boy edition, something yeah. like that. It's got like three different commentaries on it, like uh, tons and tons and tons of like hours upon hours of special features. Comes with like trading cards, like a, a whole bunch of stuff. Like it's, you it's ordered really cool. the Hunky Boys edition, yeah. Oh yeah it was like thirty five bucks, something like that. So. You think there's you think there's any still available? Because I would buy that one too. Oh yeah, well it's pre order, so yeah. Oh shit, I'm getting most on it. most pre orders don't sell out because they basically make what they pre order. Oh, I'm kidding. And, and a, a lot of times at least. I've actually been buying physical, physical I'm wearing, media lately. It took it took fifteen years, <laughs> but I'm finally starting to wear off on you. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I'm finally starting to get into it. Um, all right, last but uh, certainly not friggin' least here, an absolute treasure trove of material starring the late Christopher Lee. Mm. I'm sorry, uh, never heard of him. No, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> Sir Christopher Lee. Sir sorry Christopher about that. Lee. Uh, it's headed home in a spectacular box set on May 25th, courtesy of Severn Films. I'm just going to read the statement from Severn Films be- that they put out because there's a good amount of information here. And it sounds like some pretty cool stuff. So uh, this is about the Christopher Lee box set that's coming out. They say he remains one of the most beloved uh, beloved horror fantasy icons in the U.S. and U.K. pop culture history. But Christopher Lee delivered, uh, excuse me. Severin, it's Sir Christopher Lee, you fucking pricks, <laughs> uh, delivered several of the most compelling, acclaimed, and bizarre performances of his entire career in the 1960s Europe. Uh, the Eurocrypt of Christopher Lee brings together five of these Lee classics. The 1964 gothic shocker Crypt of the Vampire, the 1964 cult, excuse me, uh, uh, cult hit Castle of the Living Dead, co-starring an unknown Donald Sutherland, 1962's celebrated Sherlock Holmes and the Deadly Necklace, 1967's lurid favorite, The Torture Chamber of Dr. Sadism, that sounds sexual, and the rarely seen 1963 oddity Challenge the Devil with uh, the 24 surviving episodes of the 1971 film Polsky, uh, film Polsky anthology series, The Theater Macabre, Ooh. hosted by Lee. 
all remastered from original negative materials with over 10 hours of trailers, rare promos, audio commentaries and vintage interviews, plus the Castle of the Living Dead soundtrack and an all-new 88-page book by Lee biographer Jonathan Rigby. Christopher Lee, The Continental Connection. Dang. Yeah, so... I like Christopher Lee. His old movies are usually universally pretty good. So, universally good. And it's on there, like, there, and, that and seems like a sweet set. And he's also Christopher Lee. So, exactly. Guy, guy put out a fucking black metal record when he was like 98 years old. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> it was so cool. Like, what a freaking, what a cool thing for a, for an old chap to do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. who does that? Sir Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher <laughs> Lee. He's the only that's person that does that. Saruman. Saruman that, does it. <laughs> that's fucking incredible. I actually forgot about that. That's really cool. Yes, uh, that's it for blues, bud. All right. The last bit of news that I have is actually pretty controversial, James, which is why I left it. The last announcement that we had for this week was that uh, apparently James Wan. Oh, sorry. James, uh, the stout, James, James the stout is getting to me. Uh, James Wan. We are usually we usually back pretty much everything James Wan does because we're, yeah. we're fans. Yeah. I don't know that I can back this one. Okay. Uh, James Wan's production company uh, is behind uh, an, an American adaptation of one of our favorite foreign films. Uh, that is, they are remaking Train to Busan for huh. an American audience. And I don't know how I feel about it. It's just, I don't think it needs it, and I don't think... Not, it's just not necessary. It's not. It's already a perfect movie. Yeah. Like, there's no... And it's and it's not like it's some foreign, uh, you know, Wait, Eastern, hold on. Hold on. What? Hang on now. What? Is this one of them sissy-ass movies where I gotta read, like, a whole fucking novel while I'm sitting there trying to watch zombies? Um, kind of. Okay, uh, well, let me tell you I something, think, I man. think so. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> I didn't go to the I didn't go to the movies to learn about fucking. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm having I'm having Jimmy Tony flashbacks right now. <laughs> Who? Huh? Who? Huh? Never heard of him. <laughs> I didn't go to the damn movies to read a damn novel, man. If I wanted to read a novel, I'd just read a novel. You know, the unfortunate part is that you're probably a thousand percent correct on why well, they're remaking. It. It. Yes, I'm two thousand percent correct. It's so sad. Just read the watch the fucking words. Just, just South Korea does South Korea does horror better than most other better than countries. North Korea. Like fucking definitely better than North Korea. <laughs> well, they do the they do the real life horror. Kind yeah, of shit. true. Like they're true. really good at that. Um, you know, and fuck them for that. But uh, um, South Korean South Korean horror is so so good. And the fact that and the fact that it can't like pick up the steam that it needs to pick up here in the states because I I don't know for sure if that's the reason. Like if just people don't want to watch foreign films and they don't want to have to watch read subtitles and stuff like that. But come on, man. Do well, we really need to remake everything? Not popular here for that reason though you, you think so i yeah just because people of. don't want to read subtitles then again though didn't parasite have subtitles and it won best picture yeah uh i've actually I not didn't, seen parasite i, didn't see it, I know it's so like a no faux idea. pas everyone probably uh, no oh yeah because that was the big thing it was the i mean it was the, it was the first, first foreign it film was the yeah. first uh foreign language film to ever win what what was it best picture or yep, yep yeah best picture yeah 
I mean, so that so, that right there should be that right there should be like should be a a, a pretty enough. good indicator of how we feel about foreign foreign language films in America. Yeah, like well, they're they're not part of the mainstream, and that's because people don't want to have to watch uh, a movie where they have to put in the effort of <laughs> reading but subtitles. So, but it's so good. the 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 only saving grace about this is that the uh, it's being adapted. The screenplay is being <clears throat> adapted by Gary Doberman, who has a really good track record as well. Mm-hmm. So and he did it, and you know all that all that yeah. stuff. So he's 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 got a good track record. So hopefully uh, they don't destroy it too much. But uh, I am definitely not a fan of. I don't their think they're. I mean, remake this. I think that they're probably because it's Train to Busan was a pretty fucking. It was like a, a like a perfect new age zombie movie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And especially I think for that someone probably, like me who hates zombie movies, like yeah, and I loved it. It that says a lot. I think that they will. Uh, they'll probably follow it pretty closely. I'd hope to, so. to the beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, would I don't think they're going to change look, much. They're just going to make it for an American audience. Which... It's still going to look American, though. And I think that the <laughs> part of the part of what made that movie was definitely its style, and it's just the feel of it. Yeah, you're going to lose that right. right off the bat. Right. So it's already it's already starting the race with one leg, you know? Yeah, I'll wait and see. But uh, yeah, that doesn't sound real exciting to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all I got for the news, James. Way to end it on a bummer. I know, right? I'm ending everything on a bummer. What a prick. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about home, sweet home, sweet home, sweet home. Sweet home, Alabama. That was not correct at all. Like that. (laughs) We'll be back. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey, James. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, oh. More well than five seconds ago? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm happy. (laughs) Stop being Um, weird. (laughs) (laughs) We took a very long break in between that last segment and this one, and now I don't know how to come back in. Yeah, we've had longer. Yeah, it's true. That's what your girlfriend Um, said. No, she doesn't. Um. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> um, okay, so Sweet Home from 1989. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, this was not the first time I've seen it. I know this was the first time you've seen it. How do you know that? Am I right? Dramatic pause for robot. The, the audience and can't see us say? awkwardly staring at us. They're staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this movie before, James? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I had seen I had seen the uh, um, the online the like the 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 trailer online for the game, which is yep. also the which is also the trailer for the movie in a weird way. So okay, so <laughs> if anybody that doesn't know what this movie is, Sweet Home from 1989, this was the movie um, that is. Almost directly responsible for Resident Evil. 
the games, the movies, the everything, right? So Sweet Home, uh, the movie, was released congruently with Sweet Home, the video game. Mm-hmm. And it's up for a lot of debate which one was based off of which, being that they were released at the same time. I'm of the camp that they weren't really based off of each other. They were just, there was two things with the same story made in two different mediums released at the same time. Well, they and, were yeah, they were just... Well, they were uh, congruent, right? But that's what I'm saying, yeah. But a lot of people want to say, oh, no, the game was based off the movie or the movie was based off the game. Oh, no. it's like a chicken or the egg thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, the game, though, is pretty much the first example of true survival horror. Yeah. You know, RPG, true survival horror. Um, I've played the game. Me and Chris Jordan actually played through it one time. It's it's really, really fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a haunted house game. Yeah, you're going through, you're fighting ghosts and goblins and ghoulies and all that stuff, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a super fun game. Um, very much in the style of like the original, um, like uh, uh, Final Fantasies or you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But but again, survival horror. Uh, and this is where uh, the Resident Evil people directly got their influence from. So you would not have Resident Evil, um, the games, let alone the movies, without Sweet Home, which is actually you know really cool. Yeah, There's more cool. history to it if you want to know about it. Just look it up. I'm not going to get into too much to it, but. But um, yeah, really awesome. Uh, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who is best known for doing the original Japanese version of Pulse. It was called Cairo, uh, Cairo, Cairo. I believe is what it was. Uh, is how you pronounce it. Cairo, 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 something like that. Um, but yeah, that was the original Pulse, which was remade uh, here. It's like the the one about the people who are like that souls are trapped in the internet or something like that. Hey, spoilers. Wow, that's on wow. the back of the box, James. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sweet Home is great. It's it's a haunted house movie. It's fantastic. It's uh, super fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because this was made half in... It was basically an American movie that was made in Japan by a Japanese director. The special effects artists yeah. that worked on this worked on like Ghostbusters and worked on a ton of other really big you about, US. You talking about Dick Smith? Dick Smith, baby. Um, th- the Dick Smith. The di- the... <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If that was my name and I was the, and I was him, I was the a fucking like true baller of special effects. Oh. A- Baller, James. A, a baller. I'm going back to 1994 <laughs> for this particular comment. Um, that's how I would announce my presence on a on a film set. The Dick Smith is here. The Dick Smith has arrived. You know, people back in the day, like like in early, like early, like like super early European times, or whatever. Their last names were basically just what they did for a living. Yeah, a blacksmith, for example, like like you know, I, all the all that kind of Smith was as right. So he'd be John. Smith-er. He'd be John Smith because his first name was John. His surname was Smith because he came from a line of Smiths. Exactly, exactly. And uh, people with the last name of Church. It's because they're maybe they had preachers in their family, right? Right. I'm Johannes Dicksmith. <laughs> What what did your family do? We don't talk about it. <laughs> please, do, please do not ask. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So this movie is about a TV production crew uh, that are making a documentary about an infamous painter named Mamiya Ichiro. <laughs> Mamiya Ichiro. Mamiya. 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 Ichiro. Mamiya Ichiro. 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 Um, 
then they uh, when they start filming at his old home, they come under attack from the ghost of the painter's wife. Um, yeah, like I said, the the effects in this movie are top notch because yeah. of the people that worked on it, Effect, yeah. and it shows. It really yeah. does. But I love it because it still has, and this is going to sound weird coming from me. I love it because it still has the sensibilities of definitely like an an Asian movie from the 80s you know yeah i'm more familiar with the like chinese hong kong martial arts movies which this which this movie that was granted made in japan had a lot of the same characteristics to it you know you have like that kind of weird comedy that's sort of built into whatever is going on that is such an interesting aspect of just uh, asian cinema in general. japanese yeah uh, uh yeah it's not, i guess it's not I guess, just yeah, japanese i guess, I guess yeah I, yeah, I guess Asian cinema in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's I feel like it's mostly Japanese. Though, isn't it's it? I, like I said, I'm more familiar with it because I'm not, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. I'm not a huge, at least I don't think I wasn't in the past. I have yet to revisit it all. I'm, I've never been a big fan of J horror though. We, like it's just not really my thing. We gotta get you into it a little more because know, there are some so, really good movies. Um. That I know. So you in would terms like. of in terms of Asian cinema, though, it would be like, and I don't, and and don't get me wrong, I'm still very much scratching the surface when it comes to these two. But I guess if I had to point to anything, I'm more familiar with like the Hong Kong martial arts movies, like a lot of the early Jackie Chan movies, sure. you know, early Jet Li, Sammo Hung, that kind of stuff. And those movies have a lot of built-in humor in an otherwise non-humorous <laughs> story. Right. And this movie, Made in Japan, like I said, has kind of the same aspect to it, and I love it. It's a charm to, to like, Asian filmmaking of the time. Yeah. And I kind of love it. Well, it's, not, it's, it's not comforting even, not almost. Even of the, uh, not even of the time. Like, I feel like there's still... I think... I, I feel like there's still... Uh, maybe not quite to the degree, but, like, I go back... I go to a movie like um, The Host, Right. The host from sure. uh, 2006. That was a Korean movie. It was Korean, but it still mm-hmm. had that same... So I guess you're right. It's not like specific to Japan or China or anything like that. But the host was... It was, you know, it was kind of an over-the-top movie. It was about a giant awesome giant creature yeah. kidnapping people and stuff like that. But the there was... Fecha. But that creature fecha. But there was like... There was a lot of that like... Uh, it's it's humor where humor shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but it works, and it it's, gives and levity it's, and it's charming. It almost gives levity to the story that's going on, right? But it's which is kind of weird because in American, especially in modern American horror cinema, uh, I get I, I I guess well, I guess we do have that. In some of our movies, like there are some movies that are just straight up, straight up horror. Like I, my my mind, my mind instantly goes to like French horror. French horror is just fucking brutal. Sure. I don't know. Inside was kind of fun. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun. It was a fun little bit of cinema. Oh my I like, god! I like the I like the scissoring in that movie. <laughs> Maybe you could scissor or something. <laughs> You know what I mean, though? Like, like inside yes, yes. frontiers, martyrs. Like French cinema is fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, American cinema, I feel like, uh, like horror cinema is sort of a mix of the two. Like, you either have super serious, like we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna fuck around about our horror, and or or you have movies where it's like it, it is a super serious horror movie, but they 
will inject a little bit of comedy every once in a while, like really dark comedy too. Just kind of lift the mood every now and then. Yeah, there is something about the way they do it in the Asian market, though, that it's not really like it's almost corny in a way where I don't feel like you could get away with it in other markets. No, you couldn't. It's, it's, it's a very much a, um, it's very much like a, a, a trademark almost of that that type of cinema. Like it feels so out of place that it just like takes it like for a second you're just like, what? And then you're back into it. A little wacky at times. yeah, Yeah. Just like a quick moment where you're like, what the fuck did he just say? And then, and then you're back into it. It's like so. Like it's so quick. Like if you if you walked if you walked to the fridge to get a beer, you would miss it. You wouldn't realize that something funny just happened. Well, so you have in this movie, you have um, they go to this mansion or whatever, and the, you have the cameraman, uh, who is also uh, like the the foot washer of the reporter. <laughs> Weird. The um, but the cameraman though, they're they're in this mansion or whatever, looking around, and this mansion's like literally falling apart. And it's all about like this haunting and this and that and like the the, the story of what happens is actually fucking brutal. Like what actually happens oh, yeah, in dude. this movie. Um, but you have the, the this the cameraman who's out exploring the the mansion by himself. Yeah. And he finds this giant axe and he's doing this routine where he's like, it's too heavy for him to carry. So he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> like he's going back and forth because yeah. this thing's like super heavy. And it's like this weird humor that is just kind of built into the storytelling of this really horrific when you when you get down to the brass tacks of it really horrific things uh-huh. that happened in this and it's just it's just really really bizarre but it works in this type of cinema it absolutely does um so i'm not going to bother going through the actors that play these characters because i'm not going to embarrass myself first <laughs> off trying to say their names and secondly i don't think that anyone they're nobody that you would have known However, though, uh, character-wise, as far as names go, these all look pretty. Uh, these all look pretty easy to do. I okay, actually, fine. I actually, I'll say the character name. You can go ahead and say the actor's name. Okay. Um, your main characters. You have uh, a, uh, the dad. There's a da- dad and daughter combo. Uh, the dad. His name is uh, Kazuo. Kazuo. Yeah, played by Keb? Shingo Yamashiro. Yeah. Okay. That that one was easy. I'll give you I'm that. saying, I'm then, telling you, all of their real names are pretty easy. Okay, well, this one's tough. The daughter's name is Emmy, and she's played by Noko. <laughs> Fine, fair enough. She's... Uh, and then you have now all these people, mind you, just to set the stage here, they're all traveling together, and they basically they don't have permission to do what they want to do, so they're begging, like the the city, basically, to let them into this abandoned building. Right? Is it the city? Is that who it was? Or the caretakers? You know or... what? They don't that's, really say. That's another similarity of this movie that I didn't... Uh, to the to the next one that we could draw that we, d- we didn't really think about. But, like, they go and they beg. I, I get the sense that the people who they go and they talk to are the sort of... Not necessarily the, not necessarily the real estate agents or anything like that, but they are... Well, they're talking um, about tourism. The whole reason they give them the key but and they're them the, in there is because they want tourism. But they're the... Did you say caretakers already? Yeah. Yeah, the caretakers or the uh or the uh executors of the estate, you know? Like I get the sense that they own the place and they don't really 
they don't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Well, they know they don't want anybody in there right. because of the curse. Right. Like everybody locally knows the curse. Right. Um, anyway, though, we're getting we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So that's the dad and daughter. Then you have the um, the woman who is the I don't I, she's like an art restorer. Basically, they yeah. bring her along. The the whole idea of this movie is that they're they're wanting to film this documentary about um, this this artist uh, named uh, Mamiya Ichiro. 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 And um, basically, he he died, and this house belonged to him. And there's these lost frescoes that he painted in his own house. Yeah. And the whole idea is to go there and document and recover these frescoes before they get lost time. Right. That's basically the entire part of the story. Right. So you have this TV crew with an art restorer, a reporter, a cameraman, and then like the producers, basically. All traveling together to go to this mansion. By the way, this chick is just straight up using a shop back on a fresco. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. There's no other art supplies or anything not, else. Eh, I'm pretty sure that's inaccurate. I will now remove the dust from the fresco. I will, rem- I will now remove <laughs> the entire fresco from the fresco. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure so that's what that, happened. Speaking of the restoration girl, that is, that's Akiko. Akiko played, played by, by Nobuku Miyamoto. God, you're you're so much better. Yeah, at this I'm fucking than me. awesome at it. Um, then you have the reporter. Uh, she is the one that goes crazy. Her name is Asuka. 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 What I don't. What when people say uh, when uh, Japanese people say son after? Yeah. Because they I call it her Mister Mister or Mrs. What's that? I think. Oh, is it? I think it means Mister or Mrs. But that doesn't make it because Asuka is her is her. First name, right? Yeah, it's. So they call I don't, her. As- I don't speak. Asuka-san. I don't speak Japanese. I always assumed that it was a, a title. And then when like they ta- a, and then when they talk to Emmy, she's the Emi-san. daughter. They don't say Emmy-san. They say like Emichi, Emichi. It's. I don't really. I maybe I'm, maybe it designates their. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. I, I just I'm curious. I would like to know what it what it actually yeah, means no and idea. what the designation means. Um, no idea. So Asuka is played by Fukumi Fukumi Kuroda. Yep. And then she has her cameraman who was not listed in the credits. Actually, the cast on IMDb. Hey, yes, Taguchi. Um, Isn't he Taguchi? Is he? Yeah. Oh. Okay, he is here. Never mind. Played by Ichiro Furotachi. Yeah, Ichiro so that's Firotachi. so that's your that's your main that, that that's dude. your main I cast. There's really not those names. You did, you did. <laughs> I I uh, I lay my sword down to you, sir. Uh, I will let you do all of these from now on. Yeah. Um, but that's your that's your main cast right there, though. They're in this place or whatever, doing this story, whatever. Right. So they're in this place. <clears throat> the. They 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 realize that there's this, this whole story behind the demise of of this painter, and the story, as we alluded to earlier, is fucking dark. Like if you don't like kid death, <laughs> which who doesn't? Come on, <laughs> Come if on, you man. don't like kid death, this is not your movie. Um, it's very Freddy Krueger in a sense with the whole furnace and kids getting thrown into a furnace and all that. I kind of got. Um, um, uh, well, you said like, it's, I, if you don't like kids dying, like I can think of a hundred movies, which I will not list right now that are worse. Even if you challenge me, um, Nightingale. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh geez. 
Oh. Just picture a furnace <laughs> instead of a wall. <laughs> you know what? You know what's awful <laughs> is that just reminded me. That's one of the last movies that me, you, and roommate Jen watched together mm-hmm. before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Nightingale. <laughs> yep. Oh God, dude. Uh, one of the one of the worst kid deaths I've ever seen in a movie. Oh God, that was so awful. Fucking not, terrible, not even kid, dude. Baby, baby death. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Let's okay. Yeah. Um, um, no, anyway, but the, so the it, story it, here is this. Uh, was um, shit, I lost my train of thought. So go ahead. The story here is this. Uh, Ichiro's wife went down into the basement one time to relight the furnace. She didn't realize that her baby mm. had crawled into the furnace. The baby had just started walking. Yeah. So when she lit it, she killed her baby by eviscerating it in a furnace. I got a lot of questions here, though. And, well, hold on. Okay. And in order to deal with her grief, kids from the town would keep going missing. And what was happening is that she was stealing the kids and then also throwing them into the furnace. And she basically became this child serial killer. This is some Rustin Parr shit. It's crazy, dude. This is it's some. Nuts. This is Rustin Parr kind of stuff. <laughs> You'd never get this in American cinema. Yes, ever. you would. Blair Witch. <laughs> what are you not hearing okay, me? This oh, is oh. some Rustin Parr shit. Okay, it's exactly what he did. He went and he stole seven kids from the village, and he brought them up, and he, you know, you know the story. Yeah. At least I hope you know the story because you're playing do, the fucking game. But. Yeah, so she she basically wanted she wanted playmates for her dead baby. Yeah. So she basically. she was taking kids from the village and she was throwing them into the furnace so that her kid would have other kids to play with. Yeah, and it's which it's which don't as which hell. don't get me wrong, on the surface sounds completely reasonable. Right? Sure. <laughs> she loves her child. She just wants her to have friends. Sounds completely. I get it. Sounds completely reasonable. <laughs> sounds like a well-intentioned woman. But uh, I totally get it. But it, so, but it turns out incinerating village children is sort of taboo. A little bit. Who knew? Just a touch. Who knew? So um, um so they so they they arrive at the mansion. Their in, their intention is to um create a documentary about this artist. Who you know, like they they say, oh, well, he passed away, and he had these frescoes in the house that nobody's really ever seen before. So we're gonna go in. They have this uh, art restore. Rest, rest, they should be called restorians, right? Restorians. If you're a historian, <laughs> you know about history. She's if you know about restoring things, you should be a restorian. Um, so they have this art restorian, and she they they take her in. She's going to restore the uh the the frescoes for this documentary you know but what then about this? when they're... she's in a full hazmat suit and then everybody who's like five feet away from her not even wearing masks <laughs> well why was she in a hazmat suit though i don't know <laughs> is there like a lot of toxic chemicals coming off of a, an old fresco <laughs> i have no idea or I was, it... It was funny that she was the only one that or was, was it more so like so that her oils and her you know, if she like sneezed and stuff, wouldn't wouldn't get on the fresco. Sure, that might sure. make we'll more sense. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Um, so as they're as they're uncovering these frescoes, some weird shit starts to happen, and then they realize that there's strange paintings all over the entire, like all over this room, depicting mm-hmm. these really kind of gruesome images. 
Yeah, the so, furnace, for example, the the, the kid, which the, I thought was a really stuff. cool way of it was a really cool way of sort of uh, cluing you in on the rest of the story. It gave sure. you it gave you little glimpses of what was the con- like it was a it was a bit of foreshadowing like it 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 gave you uh, little snapshots of what uh, what they were going to come in contact with for the rest of the movie, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyway, they, basically, as soon as they uncover these paintings that, uh, that were hidden from the rest of the world, nobody's ever seen these, uh, that's pretty much when things start to go completely downhill for them. Yeah, it's, it's almost like once they uncover the frescoes, uncovering them is what causes the reporter to become possessed by the ghost of the wife. And she goes into the, what right? causes is, is that how I took that? It was, it, well, hold on. It was in conjunction with, uh, 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 Taguchi went out to, because they had no power in the, in the mansion. So he went out to, to start the generator that was out in the shed and he was passing by a, a oh, stack yeah, of yeah. rocks, like a weird looking stack of rocks, and he kicked yeah, them there's over. There's a name for those. I forget what it is. Yeah, I can't remember what they are either. But uh, yeah, he was passing by this stack of rocks, and he kicked. If you see a stack of rocks with the top rock looking like a human skull, you leave it. Probably just leave it alone, right? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like just this is common knowledge, but he <laughs> but he kicks it over because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Um. And that's kind of what starts off the entire uh, chain of events, which which turns into a a really uh, a really fun watch. It does. So, like I said, the, the, a bunch of people get possessed or whatever. The you eventually have the wife that comes back. Like what's really cool, and what we mentioned about the beer for this week, is that before you actually see the the ghost in its ghostly form at the end of the movie, before the big climax. The ghosts basically they, they they talk about how the ghosts inhabit the shadows of the house. Yeah. So if it's in shadow or if it is a shadow, that is the ghost. Right. And if it catches you, because it does chase people throughout the house, mm-hmm. if it catches you, you basically spontaneously combust. And the effects on some of these but in, combustion in the uh, in the raddest are way, so fucking cool. In the raddest way, though, too, because it's not like it's not spon- like when I think of spontaneous combustion, I think of like ah, I burst into flames, right? Sure. These people, I am entirely a flame. <laughs> I'm entirely a flame. It's it's more like these people are. It's it's like a tiny volcano went off in their gut. Yeah, it's just like it's, hot magma being pumped out of their chest. It's very li- melty and very liquidy goopy, hot like. magma. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> it's 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 amazing. Like so, it really like, is though. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know. Like I, I know that there was a documentary made about this movie. Is that right? I have it. Do you I really? Because mm-hmm. I want to see the process of creating the special effects for, like, yeah. especially, uh, especially for uh, uh, As- Asuka, yep. when she was melting in the chair. That was fucking so rad, dude! It looked it, was it awesome. looked amazing, and like uh, the, I I I was just sitting there thinking, like, what was what were they doing to? Because it was obviously practical effects. Oh, all of it was. What yeah. were they doing to make her look like she was melting, but at the same time lit from within? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it looked the maestros of fucking special oh, effects God. of the eighties, man. And the sound it's... that accompanied it, like that sort of just like bubbly 
mucusy sound. That was it was so cool. Uh, yeah, there's I I personally like the death of um uh what's his name Yamamura. Uh, no, Taguchi. Oh, where he uh he gets literally cut in half and then he's crawling his upper spot like his torso he's crawling across the ground while meanwhile his like the cut mark is just melting like just ooze out oh it's just so cool it's it's such a good scene there was something there was something so unnerving about the way he was moving on the floor too like because you could tell like you could tell what it was was they had the actor standing down in In a a in a trench basically and they had and they had his fake uh, torso dragging behind him. So the movements that he was making to sort of crawl along in this They're trench, not natural for that position. No, they, they yeah. look, it looks Which makes it, though, even oh, more yeah. creepy. Oh, God, yeah. It looked, Happy accident, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It looked fucking bizarre, and I thought it looked so cool. Um, mm-hmm. That was a great death. Yamamura's death at the end, though. I think oh, that, so that takes the cake for me, because you yeah. had... Not only did you have, like... Uh, you you had every stage of the burn because he 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 walks into the the darkness to try and save Emmy, and he comes out with her, and uh, he starts off with just like his his flesh sort of starting to bubble and like pull away, and then that goes from that into like a full on molten lava, just like burning melting his flesh off <laughs> and this whole thing lasts for like two minutes keep, keep going you're turning me on and then and then <laughs> and then all of the fat is gone from his body and then he's left with just like muscle hanging on the bones and then the the muscle falls away and then he's just literally a skeleton standing there and then the skeleton just crumbles it was yeah. one of the coolest i think it was one of the coolest death scenes i've ever seen in the movie and all no, done was, practically which was just fucking incredible it was really great i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that um i'm not gonna tell you say who it was or what happened but uh i did not see uh the reporter chick uh oscar i did not see her demise coming at all oh really like at all i just, just didn't even though i've seen this it, movie before i completely forgot about it and i'm just i just didn't see it coming it was a crazy it was, kind of a crazy death it was one of those like <laughs> i was i hate to say this because it's like it's like like kind of psychopath but <laughs> it was a it was a moment where i was like so delighted by the way that she died because or or the initial blow you know what i mean you know what mm-hmm. i'm talking about yep the initial blow because i love movies it's almost like a final destination kind of thing I love movies where they set up like you see you see something being set uh, like a, a circumstance being set like earlier in the movie where you're like, oh, that's definitely going to come into play later yeah. in the movie. Yep. And then it comes into play. And with her, the way that it came into play, like you said, I didn't see that coming at all. And when it finally happened, you're just like, oh, my God, that's fucking... It's brutal. You kind of like you kind of saw it coming, but you at the same time you didn't. Like you thought it was, you thought that particular death was going to be saved for somebody else. And when she, and when she gets it, uh, yeah, because she had kind of it, she had taken on the soul of the mother at that point. It kind of seemed yeah. so. I thought for sure she was going to be like sort of 
in it for the rest of the movie. So I, I was, I was kind that. of surprised by her death. Yeah, it. I I did kind of expect her to be like the big bad of the movie. Honestly, yeah. Um, you know, even though because you knew it was the it was the ghost of the wife, and you know, that was haunting everything. I figured that it was just going to be the ghost of the wife inhabiting the body of her, right? F- throughout most of the movie, I didn't expect to get the version of the wife that we got at the end of the movie, which was fucking awesome. Oh, it was just a so cool. Giant special effects like festival for the eyes. That. <laughs> That was amazing, dude, because yeah. they they took because there was a moment where because this thing was so like overblown, I was like, this thing is ridiculous looking for a ghost, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the ghost of the mother, but you're just like, this is a huge creature. Like this was something that you would <laughs> this was something out of the finale of of Poltergeist because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it reminded me of. And uh, and and uh, there was the point, you know, spoilers here if you haven't seen this from 1989, whatever. There's the <laughs> point where Emmy grabs the the baby, the body of the child, and she goes over and she hands it to uh, the mother. And I prepared myself in that moment because of how ridiculous and awesome, but how ridiculous the 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 mother creature looked i was preparing myself to kind of laugh at this at this moment because i was like well this is gonna look stupid with this giant weird thing holding this baby but the animatronics in the face oh they're great were so advanced that they took it from they took it from looking like this like um just like this caricature of a human being all gnarly and 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 just like creatured creatured out. I know that that's not an actual adjective. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, we're keeping it. Or or I guess it would be a would that be a verb in that? I, fuck, I don't know. I'm bad at English. Uh, but just like looking looking like this this huge monster. And in a split second, when she grabs her baby and she holds onto her baby, I was like, "This is gonna look stupid. This is gonna look cheesy," and. Like I said, the animatronics were so advanced, and and the animatronics team was so good at what they did that they were able to take the face of this ridiculous-looking creature and turn it into this, within seconds, turn it into this like completely sympathetic-looking character. Yeah. And to the point where it was actually sweet. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I rewound it and watched it, like, five times. I was like, holy shit. Because there's seriously mm-hmm. like there's seriously a five second uh, interval where she goes from being this crazed looking uh, beast to the face of a mother. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, and it's not because they changed out what was actually on the screen. It's literally because they manipulated the the prop that they had. And were able to make it change that drastically within five seconds. It was incredible, dude. Well, that's what they were. That's what they were good at doing back in the day, though. Yeah, like that's like I miss. I miss that. And I'm not the first person to say that. Obviously, like everybody sure, yeah. misses practical effects, and it's starting to make a comeback. I feel like it's now finally starting to get to the point where it's a mix between digital and practical, and they're starting to realize that you can't just do everything practically. 
or, or, or digitally Every, rather. Yeah, yeah. And and some things just need to be done practically just for for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. But um, the the ending of this I thought was very very interesting, and it didn't make any sense to me. Why the ending of this is where like finally the uh, the mother the mother ghost is presented with the corpse of of her daughter, which is what she's been searching for and missing this entire time, right. which is why she was you know such a vengeful ghost yeah. for so many years in this mansion. You basically have you have this this monster mother that threw stolen babies into a furnace right to kill them. Oh, I see where you're going with this. And then she <laughs> goes to heaven. <laughs> Up at the end of the movie, after being reunited with the corpse of her own child that she also killed. Well, she didn't kill it on purpose. Doesn't doesn't, bad mother. Pay attention to your kid. (laughs) Like I'm just saying though, like it's really weird to me. Like she'd be reunited with the the corpse of her child, and then she suddenly goes to heaven. It's like you still were like a serial child murderer like you're not going to the heavens (laughs) it was very confusing to me that is exactly like as soon as she because she went from being the creature into this like um beautiful gowned figure kind of emanating this gold you know like this this gold light and i was like this bitch is going to heaven (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, that's not right at all. Send the baby to heaven. Send the mom down to hell because that's where she belongs because she killed a bunch of other babies. But mm-hmm. I, I, I guess there's a pass if you were grieving at the time. I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to take that into mind. Next time to I'm grieving, young. I'm just going to murder a bunch of people. And I got my grieve, my grieving pass. You get a, you get a pass. I got that's a pass. Fine. You got a pass. Because I was grieving. Um, did you have any favorite parts of this movie? Like, like absolutely, like just <clears throat> absolute favorite things of the entire movie. Um, uh, Yamamura's death. I was Yamamura's death is great. Yamamura's death. I was like wide. I don't think I blinked during the whole thing. I was wide eyed and smiling the entire time just because <laughs> I was like, man, that's so. It it was just so. It was so old school looking, but at the same time, really well done. Uh, seeing somebody melt while standing up, mm-hmm. literally layer by layer, <laughs> I think, I'm melting. I think is so cool. <laughs> uh, that was probably that that might have been my favorite part of the movie, honestly. I think I think for me it was when Emmy became possessed by the uh, by the ghost. Oh. She had this really really cool sequence. That was the cool. whole sequence was awesome. Yeah. But her face almost turned into like a like a demi gorgon. In a certain sense, to where it was like red and glowing, and then it split open from the middle. Oh yeah, that was red. It was like very demigorgon like, yeah. and then like her voice changed. She threw her father out of the whole room, like, <laughs> like straight out the door. Uh-huh. Like that whole entire sequence was just fucking great. That was just cool. fantastic. You know, she spends a good portion of the film being possessed by this, by this mob ghost, basically. Who Emmy? No, she doesn't. Yeah, sure she does. A good portion. She's she's, she's kidnapped and she's. Okay, well, I don't, she she wasn't necessarily I, I would say like when I guess I you need to make the distinction between possessed and uh um well she was possessed of the first part of it at least possessed and, for a little bit possessed and maybe like entranced you know what I mean yeah she was yeah. it was more like she was uh being held captive like she wasn't like I would say uh um asuka was possessed yes 
and Emmy was more like entranced by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Like she was that. sort of convinced to follow the thing wherever. Yeah. Um, I also really liked I I liked the scene where uh, where um uh shit what was her name? Not uh, was it Akiko? Which one? Akiko. Akiko. The other the other woman. Yeah, the 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 woman that was trying to be Emmy's mother. Yeah. That wanted to be yeah. Yeah. Like I liked her whole I liked her whole journey down into the depths. Uh like first of all I got a good laugh out of the park where she like fucking Indiana Jones like harp <laughs> not harpooned but sort of like fucking like she tied she tied a uh an electrical cord around the coffin, the the child's coffin, and like hucked it yep. over that giant hole in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was completely unnecessary. Um, but then when she when she did the like sort of the mind over matter thing and walked into the burning furnace to go find to go find Emmy, that mm-hmm. that whole scene was uh, pretty cool and pretty intense. I agree that um, that whole scene is on the making of how they shot it, with with the f- or the real fire that was like surrounding the actress. And the how d- so? So they actually put the actress so they, in the middle pers- of a bunch all, of flames. Yeah, it was all about perspective. Forced you perspective. basically you had a, you had like a line of steel, you know, fire nozzles basically mm-hmm. uh, on one thing, and then there's a gap in between it, and then there's another one. So she just walked in between the two racks basically oh so but she the way was they sh- she was literally walking you know, not through flames, but it wasn't but, but the fire was... wasn't near her though that's the thing like the way that it was shot it's the it's all about the perspective where it looks like she's walking literally through the flames she's nowhere near them though it's, it's in- forced perspective basically it's interesting because uh there's there's something about it that almost makes it makes it look like it's superimposed uh, but it also a little bit, but. but it also looks too good to be superimposed. So it it makes sense that it's sort of a forced perspective because you, when something is superimposed on film, it it looks closer to the camera than it should be, right? Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense hearing that it was the way that they did it was like a forced perspective kind of thing because the flames were literally that much closer to the the camera than the actress. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's um, cool. That was cool that was my to... favorite scene, though. I love that whole sequence. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen this movie, which uh, most of you probably haven't, uh, because this movie was never released in the United States, the only way that you're going to see this movie physically is if you import a Japanese VHS or Laserdisc and have the means to play them. Um, other than that, though, it was never released in the U.S. Uh, it's kind of a rare find. However. Because YouTube's amazing, you can find the entire movie on YouTube. Uh, that does exist. Um, yeah, I'm actually working on a disc right now where I'm putting together my own uh, special edition of this movie for uh, for my own collection purposes. But I have that feature-length documentary. I have a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with it. So you know what? I'll make you a copy. You know what? We haven't done... We we actually used to do giveaways pretty frequently yep. in the beginning yep. of our in the beginning of our show. Think like, I should make another an extra one and do a giveaway. We should do a giveaway. We'll do a we'll do a giveaway where we give away a, a, a like a, a homemade special edition of Sweet Home made by our I'm own that. made by our own Michael here, and then we'll throw in a bunch of other goodies. I'm into that. I think that'd be yeah. rad. Be yeah, couple, it's gonna be a bit before it's finished, but oh, um, sure. but yeah, when the sure. time comes, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that would be fun. We should start yeah, getting I, um, into giveaways again anyway, because we haven't really done it in a long time. I agree. <clears> I agree. <throat> um, but yeah, anyway, that's uh, that was Sweet Home from 1989. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Uh, please search it out. Like I said, it's readily available on YouTube. You can watch it there. Um, uh, but yeah, moving on, James, to Sweet Home. Sweet Home. <laughs> from 2015. I'm confused. I have considerably less to talk about this movie because I thought this movie was dog shit. Oh, really? I did not like this movie at all. I thought it was boring. I thought it was repetitive. I thought that the characters were just forgettable. I don't know. I just, this movie did not click with me at all. That's, uh, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Hey, I'm a wild guy. (laughs) You are a wild guy. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I, clearly I, you had a different thought. I don't, I, I didn't think, I didn't think it was the best movie in the world. Um, but I don't, I, I, I think that you, uh, a second ago called it dog shit. I wouldn't go so far as to call it dog shit. I just, I just thought that like, I'm watching it. Right. And I was, I was invested in it up until like the, the first third I was invested in it. Right. <laughs> and then like when the story started sort of taking off to where the rest of the movie was going to be with the mm-hmm. intrusion, intrusion and all that stuff, it literally just felt like the same scene on repeat for the entire rest of the movie. Hmm. Like nothing really changed. Nothing happened. It was just a chase scene basically. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of the movie. But other movies do it way better. I guess that's my maybe that's my point. Like other, other like um, okay. I I was getting a lot of home invasion type vibes from this, from this movie, and other movies in that same ilk just do it better. I think that's more what it was for me. Yeah. So like, what other mo- What other movie do you th- would you say that is similar to this type of movie that Panic Room? Okay. The different, I mean, and granted, yes, they're holed up in a room for a lot of the movie, but they're definitely out of the room for a lot of it too. Um, and Panic Room to me is is the perfect home invasion movie. Like it's so good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just this movie just didn't do anything for me. Um, if you have no idea what this movie is about, it's from 2015. Um, you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you have that. Um, a young real estate broker is planning a romantic meeting with her boyfriend in an old apartment building, but the couple is forced to fight for their lives when a group of murderers is trying to kill them. Basically, what this is is there's this old apartment complex, and there's only one ba- one inhabitant left in the entire building. Mm-hmm. He's this old, cute man that just will not give up his home because basically developers want to buy it, tear it down, build a fucking super K or something like that, or super Walmart. And, um, he well, they just, wanted he to, keep... they wanted to split it up into smaller flats and then, is that what it was? Yeah. Whatever. They wanted to split it up into smaller flats and then, uh, charge a premium price for them. Okay. So this was all about money. Right. Basically. Um, and he wasn't going to give up his place. So, a. a what I'm what I'm picking up from it is that the developers hired this group of guys to come in and basically kill the old man. It was the realtors. <laughs> was it the realtors? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they hired you, these guys. Do you remember to come the in. Do you remember the stats at the beginning of the movie? I do. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was bored throughout this movie, and I blocked. I think a lot of it out. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it, this movie just did nothing where, for me. Where did you watch this movie? At home. Oh. On my TV? At your sweet home? At my, my sweet home. 
Um, I I don't know I don't know why it's like I'm like I said I I don't think that this was the best movie ever, but knowing knowing the types of movies that you typically find entertaining, it surprises me that you thought that it was. This movie I mean, there's parts so for that were entertaining. The beginning of it where they killed the woman in the shower with the cockroaches, <clears throat> like that was that was a fun. That was, lit- death that by was literally thing, the first like, forty five seconds of the movie. Yeah, that was that was cool. It was all it was just all downhill from there. <laughs> that, I don't. That's okay. That's weird. I don't know. I the, just the, I just the the way that like something of something of I, this is a crawl situation again. The it, which I wouldn't say that this movie was as good as Crawl. Um, which Crawl was a good movie, and you were wrong about Crawl. But uh, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> like the. I I can't I like I can't I can't really I can't really put a, a, a I can't really put a pin on how you how you judge movies. I, I judge them based on how a like, gut feeling. Like I just some movies I really like, some movies some, I just don't. But sometimes your gut, sometimes your gut tells you that m- movies that are like I feel like you could watch another movie that's exactly like this movie and love it. Yeah, and is it better? <laughs> no, like if it's better, no, like, I might love it. No, like literally exactly like this movie. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I, just, I I don't know what to tell you. I didn't like it. I, just, so, I thought the movie was boring. Like it's so once, weird. So so once the once the guy and the girl. So the girl's a real estate broker. There's this dude like like we we're saying. There's this dude that won't leave this place forever. Right. Right. Uh, these goons get hired to come in. What they don't know though is that the girl is using the uninhabited part of that flat as like this weird birthday surprise for her boyfriend mm-hmm. in this kind of weird exotic place. It's a nice filled with booze and debauchery and lots of passionate lovemaking. <laughs> and um, they, it turns out, though, they're, the, both of them are stalked. The, these, this group of three guys that come in, they realize there's somebody else in the house, and, and now they're trying to kill them because, you know, no witnesses kind of thing. And that that's basically what the movie is. But the, the the middle forty-five minutes of the movie, it's like the same fucking thing. Even the like the chase part of it, it never really progresses. It's just the same thing over and over in a new place. Well, and I, I will, think that was I will, more what my problem was. I will say this. I I uh there was a certain level of realism to this movie that I appreciated. Uh in certain situations, like especially so if I Oh, well, I'll, I'll, let me let me say the whole statement first. There was a certain level of realism to this movie that I appreciated. There was also a certain level of these are the stupidest people alive that sure. I that I didn't appreciate. Uh, so the realism was, uh, there like if you're put in a situation like this, I feel like if you're put in a situation like this in real life, like. Right now, if uh, a bunch of dudes started to try and break into your apartment, I would hope that you would find the nearest weapon and be ready to kill somebody immediately after they came through your door. Yeah, remember when when me and you were at my place and there was that dude right outside my door wall? We both both found weapons. We both found weapons. weapons. We both found (laughs) weapons. And (laughs) granted, we were shitting our pants. But we also both found weapons and we were ready to kill somebody immediately. Sure. And so there that was a little bit of the realism that I appreciated in this movie. Like the the boyfriend who seemed like sort of a douchebag in the beginning of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. They because they never really they never really rounded out like why did he hate birthdays so much? Like he was no a, idea. He was there a, was no backstory. He was really a dick it about it. He was a dick about his birthday, and they really never like if you're gonna if you're gonna give a guy a backstory where he doesn't like birthdays, at least give some sort of. There's gotta be a reason for right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you thought he was kind of a wad from the beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. And then there comes the pivotal, mo- the pivotal, mo- pivotal moment where he needs to make a decision, and he ends up m- murdering a dude pretty quickly. Yep. With a fucking fountain pen, which was pretty, very violently, pretty, too. pretty violent, and pretty awesome. <laughs> And it's like, I, like in that moment, I was like, "Yes, I appreciate that because that's what you do. Like, if you're, like, if you're in a situation like this and you need to make that decision split second, of course, you you tear the guy's jugular out with a fountain pen." And I was mm-hmm. like, "That makes sense." Uh, but then there were other situations in this movie where I'm like, "There are so many smarter decisions that you could have made." <laughs> Like there was a fu- yep. like when they were when the boyfriend and the girlfriend like after after the three other dudes well two of the other uh original guys had been dispatched already. Yeah. And there was only the other like the third guy left and he had already had spray paint sprayed in his eyes and now he was attached to a door with a belt and he couldn't move. Mhm. And then the other guy the liquid they called him El liquidor, el liquidor, el, el liquidor, el liquidator, el liquidator, the liquidator, okay. right? When that guy shows up, and the boyfriend and the girlfriend, what the hell were their names? I can't even remember their names. Uh, I honestly Alicia, didn't Alicia, and Simon. Yeah, yep. They're standing on the the desk or whatever, and they're looking through the transom window, down at the liquidator, and they're talking <laughs> at full volume. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Fucking like, go find some place to hide. Stop being assholes. Stop talking at full volume. This guy's obviously here to murder you. And in terms, and they're just standing there, like looking through the transom window and going, "What do you think this guy's here for?" I'm like, obviously he's there to murder you. Fucking go. Not everybody's not everybody's as smart as us, James. Okay, (laughs) survival of the fittest, and we know at least two people that will be better than. There were just um. Certain parts of this movie where I was just like, oh, yeah, it was God. no, yeah. Certain part of this movie was absolutely ridiculous. The, the you brought up, uh, the liquidator, like, I just I didn't like him either. Like, I thought that he was just kind of a really weirdly uninspired character. Yeah, like, hands down. Like he was just. You see, why is he walking around in, like a poncho and big boots and like? Well, that makes sense. He's because... not even. But he but he wasn't he wasn't even scary. He wasn't even anything. Like I don't know. I just I think that this is one of those movies that's supposed to be a little more grounded in reality. So like he was he was supposed to be intimidating because of what he was willing to do to get his job done, not necessarily intimidating because of the way he looked, you know. I guess. I guess. I still don't like it though. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't super impressed like if you're going to if you're going to have a dude come in who's like, you know, you already had the three cronies come in and, and they didn't get the job done. If you're going to have a third guy come in, mm-hmm. make make something about him just like gnarly. 
Like maybe True. he's fucking, you know, six and, six feet eight inches tall and yeah. just an absolute monster. You know what I <laughs> mean? Shit house. Yeah. 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 I get I get you. It I it just yeah, I don't know, man. Like the, the more we're talking about this movie, the the less I'm liking it actually. Like it's just like I'm remembering the scenes that I didn't like. And it just I don't know. I want to say something positive about it. I just I just I just didn't. I still overall I didn't hate the movie. I there was there was plenty of uh I, I thought the I thought the the score was not typically the type of score that I would like in a horror movie, no. but I thought Especially that it, in the very beginning. I thought that it drove the suspense of this particular movie pretty well. In later on in the movie, yes. I thought in the very beginning though, the the music that is playing while she's looking around like the abandoned parts of the apartment building. It was like, it was building to something and then it never went anywhere. It was well, a really weird, odd choice of music. See, for I, the actually, of it. I actually got it though. I, I like, I, as, as she was walking around because she was doing a completely mundane task, mm-hmm. but the music made it, uh, like made you sort of appreciate it more. Uh, well, it made you realize what was to come in a way because she was, going around and like making notes about certain things in the apartment building Uh that as a, whatever she was, she was like a safety inspector or some shit like that. Um, it made you, uh, it, it it made what she was doing less mundane because like it, it, it kind of gave you a sense of what was to come. Like she was taking, she was taking stock of what was in the house, what was in this building. And, the music was building up and kind of, uh, like I, like I said, it almost sort of out of place, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it was sort of like giving you a sense of how, like what she was going to use to, um, what she was going to use to help her out later in the movie, like, like the areas of the house that she was going to, it was it was out of place in a way. I I don't know exactly how to say this. It was that particular music for that scene was out of place, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it it kind of set it up for what was. It, to it come. worked for you. Yeah, it's not like I, yeah, that's like, fair. I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't love this movie. I did not. I I didn't no. love the movie. Uh, there was. I also hated how half the movie was in English and half the movie wasn't. That was a very odd choice. That that didn't bother me. There's plenty it of movies like that. It's like speak one fucking language. <laughs> well, there's like I understand that if there's a couple characters like well, every now and then it, talking, it's different. But well, like no, half the movie was in one, half the movie was something different. Well, it made sense because they were in Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Spanish. The three bad guys were Spanish, and her boyfriend was English. So. It made sense that her and the boyfriend would speak in English because he was from England. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. I just thought I, it was weird to me. Like where I was watching, it, like fuck, I don't want to watch subtitles on this again. Like I, I just finished watching Sweet Home, and I was excited to watch a movie that didn't have subtitles. Not that I care about reading, but it was just a little bit. Of, it was a you're change of pace. You're the guy that I was talking. I'm about. not the guy. I'm not. If the I guy. wanted to watch, damn. I just like I'm watching it though. I'm like, oh, okay, it's English, and then all of a sudden we're watching it, and we're like, I, I don't understand a word they're saying. Is there supposed to be subtitles here? Like, what you? Because usually, if if a movie is mostly in English, 
and then something's a different language, they'll subtitle it regardless on the screen. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that. I'm like, am I just supposed to know this? So I went immediately to the um, subtitles driver, and there they were. I'm like, oh, yeah, they've been saying shit the entire time. And I I feel like I missed out probably on some of it, but... um, Did you not rewind and... I did a little bit. I don't think I did far enough, though. <laughs> I also think, though, that for, for as much as I didn't like that, though, I will say that the sound design in this movie was great. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really good. Um, but the camera work, especially during the action scenes, I wanted to vomit. Oh, but really? the, the The camera work was literally just like zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, move, like, super hassily move the camera around. It was it, it was not sitting well with me at all. Um. Yeah, I thought it was horrendously distracting. I didn't really notice it. Oh yeah, there were some. There was a couple parts at the very end. That I I literally felt nauseous just carrying. I, like the the I, I just didn't like it. The way the camera was being carried and the way that the like I said the zooming was and everything else. Like it just I just I couldn't do it. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It took it. It just took me out of it. It was not fun. It was like what's it? What's there's another movie I'm thinking of that had really bad camera work. That like just threw me from the movie, and I can't think of what it is now. But there was there was another one that was very very similar. I feel like there's a specific. I know the Bourne movies do it to a lot of people. The yeah. Bourne identity movies because oh, sure. it's such a frenetic, weird way of camera work. Yeah. I like those movies. This was like I'll say this: this the way they did the work, the camera work in this movie, mm-hmm. it's like they were trying to pull off the Bourne look. But failed miserably, and it just looked like a mess. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like it's like maybe that's what they were going for, but they just didn't pull it off. Yeah, that's kind of like in in my brain how it how it kind of came across. Yeah, I don't I don't know. There was there was some there was some fun stuff in the movie. Like there was some fun gore, a little bit a little bit of fun gore. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the when when Simon falls from the fucking seventh floor, or whatever it is, down the center of the thing, and then like but then he's alive. But then, like of the fucking the motor from the uh, that it was a, like a generator or something. That yeah. <laughs> that I did not see coming, and that was that was well. First of all, I was fuck. I was frustrated to begin with because I was like, dude, just so whole, you're always complaining about you're always complaining about in movies where people who uh, who get stabbed they don't act like they've been stabbed. Yeah, this oh, is one was. of those. This is one of those movies where the person acted like they had been stabbed. He oh, literally, yeah. he literally was ready to. He was, he was willing to give up his opportunity at living mm-hmm. because he could not possibly move one more inch. Yeah, because he had been stabbed in like the. And he was, he was in such intense pain, right. losing blood, the whole deal. Even though they stitched him up, like. I, I did like that. They still stitched them up, right? Right. But it's like every time that I see that, it's like it's almost like in some movies, like action movies. Oh, you get a couple of stitches in you. Your nerves you're must good, not work yeah, anymore. You're good like, to go. <laughs> that's not the way that works. This guy actually like was still acting as though he was stabbed, even right. though he was stitched up in the whole deal. And I, I, you're right. I did like that. That was that was a, a, a small little detail that a lot of movies just gloss over. Yeah. They didn't in this one. I thought that was that was interesting. Um, and <laughs> so he, he kind of gives up, like he gives up, right? Turns out, turns out the, uh, the liquidator pulls him over the, the, the <laughs> railing anyway. So I guess there was a way that he could have gotten over there if he wanted to, but when he throws him and then she comes down and she finds him, his jaws all like broken, busted up and stuff. 
and he he like you see him kind of pointing up like uh he can't really talk he can't he can hardly move like, what but are you, he's, what are you, he's pointing, what are you pointing up away is jimmy in the well and she's like <laughs> she's like i love you we're gonna get out of here and there's a split second where you think oh there's hope there's hope after all and then you just hear the Bam! you hear the you hear the you hear it go dunk <laughs> tunk, tunk, as it's hitting the railings on the three the three floors coming down and then they cut away from him and you just see the blood splatter on her face and it's yep. like oh yeah. god <laughs> and then they do a couple lingering shots of the generator laying on his head and his brain splattered out like yep. a tube of toothpaste like his brain splattered out and i was like fuck that was unexpected yeah it was it was pretty brutal i didn't see that coming at all pretty brutal i just feel like i i I feel like when i was watching this movie though i was i was pretty well entertained by the movie uh there were parts about it that i liked there were parts about it that i disliked but overall i was just like man these people are stupid there was like so there was there was so many parts where i was like i i could easily get out of this situation you say that now. I say that we'll now. You, we'll I put you in that that situation. Well, I I just feel especially especially with like once like the the fir, the original three henchmen, right? Mm-hmm. Once those guys were taken, once the two once two of them were dead, and you just had the last guy, she had sprayed him in the face with uh, Bear spray. spray paint. Oh, was it, was it spray? It paint? was a spray paint. Yeah, because okay. that whole apartment was tagged. But oh, even right, right. even still, can bear, you, why would she have bear spray? <laughs> <laughs> but even still, can you imagine getting spray paint sprayed into your eyes? Oh, that'd, be, that'd be awful. It'd be fucking Just terrible. Awful. That guy, like, all you had to do after you sprayed him in the eyeballs with spray paint was the two of you could have jumped on him and taken care of him easily. Absolutely. And I was like, that's it. Movie's over. Go mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. You guys will both live tonight. Yeah, I... But, yeah. Uh, there was... this movie this movie was not like I, said, I, I think that they tried they just missed the mark on it like I, I think that it wasn't fleshed out enough it wasn't I don't wanna, know. It wasn't, know it wasn't movie enough to movie you wanna you wanna know what my <laughs> biggest gripe of all is what's that it's a minor it's a minor thing well it's not minor it's sort of major but it's in the beginning of the movie so they set the liquidator up as like the 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 badass the guy who comes in and really cleans up right when uh-huh. there's when there's something that when there's something that just a problem that just won't go away they send in a liquidator <laughs> in the beginning of the movie you have a a woman who's in her like mid to late 70s uh-huh. who could who could nary harm a fly and they send the seem, seemingly the li- <laughs> a liquid a liquidador in to put fucking cockroaches on her sponge. Yeah. I like, like that scene. Don't get me wrong. I like that scene too, but it doesn't. There's no consistency there because if you're sending, Unless if a you're sending, didn't want to kill the old woman, and so he wanted to set it up to where she did it herself because he has a heart of gold. But this is a good spinoff movie. <laughs> a liquidator because <laughs> um, like they set it up like he's like when 
when the three guys, when the three henchmen at the at the new place mess everything up and they call in El Liquidador, you're like, oh, this guy, this is the guy you don't want to fuck with. But then you yeah. remember back to the beginning of the movie and you're like, oh, this is the same guy with a jar of cockroaches? <laughs> like, it did, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. The Liquidator is the guy who you call when you need people's heads chopped off. Yes. He yes. he's the guy you call when you need somebody uh uh doused in liquid nitrogen and then smashed he's, to pieces. What you're saying is that he's the mob guy. He's the he's the cleanup guy. Yeah. The he's not crew. he's not the guy who pours cockroaches on a washcloth. No, I That's, agree with you. That, that is inconsistent. I agree with you hundred percent. You would have sent the other guys in for that bullshit. Uh-huh. Stop being irresponsible with your movie making. Would would you recommend this movie to people? I would. I, I would. I would. Well, I mean, it's if you have Amazon, it's free. Well, sure, but if like you have, if of you all have, the other movies that people could be watching, no. can you confidently say you should watch this movie? No, no, I wouldn't no. either. No, I was. I was not. I was. I was not like. I didn't hate it. I I sat here earlier. I was drinking a cup of coffee. I was watching a movie. I was having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, would I recommend this movie, hardcore, to other people? No. It's a wholly forgettable movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's there's not enough good about it, I think, to, to last any kind of a... Uh, any 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 while in a memory bank anywhere like yeah. <laughs> like once you see would, it you can probably just start forgetting about yeah, it and I w- yeah i would fine. say i would say if you watch it uh, if you're like me like if you watch it you'll have a decent time watching it mm-hmm. and then yeah you'll forget it you'll, you'll forget about it yeah and if you anyway. don't and if you don't watch it you're not super missing out on anything you're really not at all don't uh, don't feel bad take our word for it you already listened to the show just you don't need to you don't need to watch it. You heard enough here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, James. I think that wraps it up for this week. Yeah. Uh so we have to make we have to make a a, 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 a bit quick, of an adjustment. A quick adjustment, <laughs> announcement, correction, if if we may. Yeah. We have no idea how this happened. Uh <laughs> we weren't even drinking that much when we made this schedule up, but somehow we scheduled my birthday episode for is it next week? Yes, a week that is not your birthday at all. <laughs> a, a week that is decidedly not my birthday, uh, at least according to my mom and my birth certificate. Um, I don't know how we ended up putting together this show list and thinking that next week would be a good week for my birthday show. I'm blaming you. You were in charge of writing this stuff down, especially and this is what you sent me. Especially considering... <laughs> That we record on Fridays, my birthday is March 19th, and March 19th, 2021 is a Friday. Yeah, so I we'll, have no idea what We happened. will literally be recording on my birthday. So We must uh, we must have been talking about it and just got confused, I but think who knows so. what happened. I think so. That's, I mean, that doesn't sound completely out of character for us. So uh, we will not be doing Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2 next week uh, because we're idiots. Yes. And we will be doing, uh, who knows? Can we get Vito on the show next week? Um, he's up for the first of the following week. Or the following month, rather. The first weekend of the following month. Following Son week. of a bitch. Month. All right, God, well, I can't talk right now. All right, well. We, we, will... did, we did have, we, we do know what we're doing, though. Oh, we do? We do know what we're doing. What is it? 
Can we say we're, it? We we talked about this. Oh, I don't remember. I've I've had Jesus James. I've it's had, been like an hour. <laughs> I've had three beers and nothing to eat today. So, so next week we've uh, what we're doing is because we wanted to start doing some newer movies and whatnot. And uh, one of the movies we've been wanting to, we've been waiting on for a while is Wiley's Wonderland. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. Okay. Yep, we're doing that, and we're gonna pair that up with the Banana Splits. So two movies that are based off of <clears throat> kids' attractions gone horribly awry. <laughs> and uh and 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 one of them features who what no you missed it yeah i got it i got it no, I'm, you suck i don't got it you suck it you were supposed to answer my question but we'll we'll oh. practice it we'll practice it <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> it's the new nicholas cage movie um yeah so we're that's gonna be next week I will. Right. Uh, I'll post a bit of a uh, a correction on our uh, in, on our socials and whatnot, and let you guys know. Check the socials. Just check, check the socials. Just, It'll just, be there. Just check them. If you have the socials, check them, and you'll be yeah. up to date. And if you and, and if you got the dates, tweet them. Tweet them. Tweet the dates. Tweet, tweet the dates. You know it, brother. All right. Well, that's <laughs> it for this week. Uh, <laughs> next week, we'll see you for Wiley's Wonderland and Banana Splits. Definitely yes, not my definitely not my uh, birthday. Not your birthday. Because that doesn't happen <laughs> for another month. Um, but if you want to send James birthday gifts next week, that's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, you can DM us. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Let us know. Mm-hmm. At uh, the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzz to Kill PC. Um, you can also find us on our newest social media site, onlyfans.com slash the Buzz Kill Podcast. Uh, we will be posting um, just pretty much nude pictures of roommate Jen. That's pretty much what it's going to be. So, so uh, go there for that. <laughs> so many nude pictures. Because believe it or not, I actually have uh, quite quite a few of them, huh? Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> she won't stop sending them to me. So I just keep accepting them. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, though, we, uh, we we need to get that dumb bitch on this video. I know. I miss. I miss on this, show, on this show again sometimes. I literally. I haven't seen her in. I haven't seen her in person since what was it? Uh, August was, the, was it the? Uh, yeah, what was it? It was that episode. It was the Nightingale episode. No, no, that no. That was the last no. one. No, Tol- yeah. Toledo Zoo. I haven't oh, seen yeah, her. that's right. That's right. We'd do so that. what was that, August or se- September? Uh, August. It was either late July or early August, something like that. Yeah. I haven't seen her in person since but, then. Yeah. Such well, a it's a good thing because she just had the COVID. She did have the COVID. She did have the COVID. First person in our, our uh, friends group that got it. Damn it, Jen. <laughs> so if she, wait, if she had it and my wife has the vaccine. Yeah. That means if, if, if 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 one more of us gets either the vaccine or COVID, all four of us could hang out together. Mm, I probably still wouldn't, but <laughs> and kiss on the mouth. Oh, I'll do that. I'll do that. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, oh God, I hate I hate everything about this last year and a half. It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It all sucks. right. Anyway, bud, uh, that's it for this week. We'll that's see her. you next week when we're talking about some. What I will I what I assume will be some fucking crazy and next awesome week next movies. week will be fun for sure yeah yeah it's gonna be a good time so so uh, we'll see you then uh, but uh, until then go home and uh, kiss your mother for us yeah kiss your mother yeah. right on the mouth all right cheers sir.
Cheers, bud.